What's good, y'all? I'm gonna close this up. I'm in my office, y'all. I forgot to turn the audio on. I'm in my office, just came in from, from outside. Figured just keep my shit on, man. Game's still going, we got three more minutes left. We are in the crunch time portion. Right now, I wasn't able to do a full halftime show because like I said, I was at work, man. Your boy Evil works like a maniac, bro. You wanna talk about 15, you know, freaking um, 15 hour days? I did 15 hours at work today. And here I am talking to you bastards. man but yo how about obi topping y'all we gotta talk about obi topping listen you know mike green made the point a little earlier when i was coming home i was watching the game he made the point that um you know this is meaningless games so you know they did like a lot of teams don't have their a team out there um they, they might as well be a g league team they might as well be like a preseason team at this point or maybe even summer league team the way the, the way some of these teams are playing but uh, Obi Toppin is, is doing what, what Obi Toppin should do in front of the big lights, in front of um, all the pro players in the right uniform. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you can't take nothing away from this kid, man. Um, I'm always getting on him about the rebounds, and now he got nine rebounds. And, and he just hits a three-point shot right on cue. So, I mean, I mean, this is fun. It's fun to see the kid smile, man. You know, I mean, I feel like, like a star is born, right? That's what they say. On the other side of things, quickly got 34 points. 34 points, 12 assists, eight rebounds. Wow, man. What are we talking about right here? So let, let me be the first to say it, because I know people are gonna bite me. People like to watch watch my podcast and, and copy shit that I say. But yo, Obi Toppin and quickly, man, they look like freaking Sean Kemp and, and Gary Payton out this motherfucker. You know? Now Leon Rose, you know, you know, State's gonna be here in a little while. So you know, whenever State gets gets his shit together, you know, State is gonna be here. And uh, turn that music on. That music is kind of cool, man. That's that's like the generic music on this um streamyard shit. Shit is kind of dope. Kind of fits me a little bit. But listen, man, Leon Rose talking about uh, you know, Julius Randle and and everything. He just acknowledged everything that that he did this year. You know, but, you know, I just don't like the fact that, that, that he's like acting, you know, or talking as if, um, you know, he's a part of the plans. You know, that can't be. You know, with the way that, with things happen now, the way that it looks, Obi Toppin got 37. Yo, quickly has 34, 12, and 8. That is incredible to me. You know? So anyway, we got a minute and 55 seconds left. So, you know, while we waiting... I'm gonna just put the damn game on the screen. Hopefully, um, you guys can see it good. Let me know if you guys can see the game good. But I'm just gonna straight up put the game on the screen. To hell with it. I'm gonna put my beautiful face here on the bottom. And uh, let's watch the game together, guys. Let me get rid of this banner real quick. Let's watch the game together. Hopefully, you guys can see it. I'll watch it on the screen too, to just so um, so we can have some content here. But uh, as you can see, it's 100 to 89. You know, this, this kid, Malachi Flynn, is pretty good. Let's see what they're doing on the other side. Malachi Flynn, he has um, 10 points, four assists, four rebounds. He's good. You know? He goes Obi Toppin right down the lane. <laughs> Just Tom Hawking. He's going off. My man about to get – what, he got 40? He got 39 points. Let's get this kid 40, man. Let's get him 40 before the night is over. Look, look at the whole team standing up. You know, running, he he unleashed again. He's up up again. 
wow, they, I mean, they had to send two defenders out there to go get him. That was a bad shot by Quickly. Quickly's going to do that. You know, but, I mean, Obi Toppin, listen, man. You know, you know, State asked me yesterday, you know, um, for the podcast. He asked me, he said, yo, he said, yo, do you want to apologize for your takes that you had on Obi Toppin? Listen, Obi Toppin was not playing like this before. You know what I'm saying? So whatever bad things I was saying about Obi Toppin, it was absolutely valid. But, yo, this motherfucker just threw up another three-point shot. But I, I tell you one thing. Sean Marion is right on the money. You know, people talking about Amari Stoudemire. They're talking about him playing center. Uh, uh, Obi Toppin is not a center, man. Obi Toppin is Sean Marion. He's um prototypical NBA small ball um, four. You know, not even small ball. He's just prototypical four at this point, man. You know, for prototypical 2022 NBA power forward. You know? And I'm with it. Look at Jericho Sims. Jericho Sims also, look. I mean, everything's on the screen, guys. Uh, 14 rebounds, six points. You know, I don't really care about the blocks. It's more more about filling the spots in, you know, uh, preventing guys from getting to the, into the, into the lane, you know, and that type of thing, stopping the big shots. You know, you don't necessarily have to get the block in, in order to make the defensive um, play finish. Secure that rebound is just as good as getting the block. That's what I'm trying to tell guys, man. That's why I don't want Mitch back. I don't want Mitchell Robinson back because he don't secure defensive rebounds. So, I mean, it's all nice to get a block shot, but you only can get three block shots a game, you know? He's not gonna he's not gonna get five like people said he was gonna get. He'll get about three, you know. But um defensive rebounds, if you can get 10 defensive rebounds, that's um 10 stops you make. You know, the, the blocks is nice, but you're only gonna get three of those. You know, 10 defensive rebounds means you made 10 stops, you know. So, you know, that's the point I'm trying to get across to everybody when I'm talking about that. But man, this is fun. I, I love Emmanuel Quickly's energy. You know, I love his um, leadership qualities. You know, I like how he pulls everybody together. I like how his energy is always up. He's always looking around. You see him looking, making eye contact with people. You know, look at look at that. You know, that is is just connecting the energy between the lead guard and the rest of the team. So if we're looking for a point guard, we got one already, guys. You know, third, he's going to be going into his third year. Emmanuel quickly needs to be our starting point guard. He proved it. Nothing else, else for us to say. You know, you want to talk about backup point guard? We already got Derrick Rose coming back. Derrick Rose would have came back already if we were in a playoff hunt. Best believe. You know? You know, so we already got a backup point guard. And Deuce McBride is here. We already got a backup point guard. You know? Emmanuel quickly should be our starter. Obi Toppin, at this point, the way that Obi Toppin played, man, you know, um, you know, this is how we need to play. You know, this is how we need to play. People say we need a point guard to do X, Y, Z to get Obi Toppin open. Listen, look at this. What else? What, what more can quickly do? 34, 12, and 10. You know what I'm saying? You know, like I said, who is he playing against? You know, let's take a look at who he's playing against. Like, like I said, Malachi Flynn's pretty good. You know, he hasn't played really all year. He's kind of like having a down year, if anything. They didn't even start a point guard this year. I mean, I mean, in this game, they had Gary Trent playing point guard. He's not a point guard. But Gary Trent's still an NBA basketball player. You know, so this is fun, man. Look at Obi Toppin. <laughs> Amazing, man. So I mean, this this is this is good feel good shit right here, man. You know, Obi Toppin. This this is this is like um watching watching a, a kid get crowned. You know. So I mean, you know, Leon. Like I said, Leon Rose. That interview. We'll play it uh, as soon as State pops in. I'll play it so he can really get some context 
on his on his end, you know. But you know, for for um him, Leon to to praise Julius like that and say that he's only twenty seven and he's gonna like as if he's a part of this, you know, that's a problem to me, man. Uh, if you want to talk about being a part of this, look at look at what you see on the on the on the court here, man. You know, the people from the other team are congratulating him. You know, um, meanwhile, quickly's on the side. It's kind of like an unsung hero. Everybody's talking about Obi. But, I mean, look at those stats from, from Emmanuel quickly, man. That is incredible. 34, 12, and 10. That's a triple-double, fam. Two nights in a row. You know, 42 and 10. You know, for, for Obi Toppin. Jericho Sims, another unsung hero. Six points, yes, but 14 rebounds, fam. That's incredible. Uh, nobody else to really speak of, man. I would have liked to see F Hunt play, you know, a little bit to see what he can do, you know. But you know, we're, we're talking about we're talking about um, Tom Thibodeau here. There's a couple of players that, that we can keep, man. Um, Fournier uh, got loose in the beginning of the first quarter or whatever, you know. But you know, Fournier could go because we got um, uh, what's the name, Quentin Grimes, you know. But I do like um, I do like what Burks brings too, because Burks almost, almost got a triple double as well. Burks had. 10, 8, and um, 6, 8 assists and 6 rebounds. So listen, Burks is good to have off the bench. You need that veteran presence off the bench. So I think Burks would be dope as a shooting guard coming off the bench. You know, Quentin Grimes, if you're going to start Quentin Grimes, that'll be cool. If anything, we, we probably can get an upgraded shooting guard, you know, but RJ's here. We got RJ. RJ could be the shooting guard, you know. Quentin Grimes could be the um, backup shooting guard. You know, Burks could be in here, you know, just to have the extra, um, you know, ball handler. He's a good player. Trade uh, Fournier because he's kind of excess right at this point. You know? And trade, um, you know, Julius Randle. Trade Julius Randle and um, and try to get us, like, a grunt, a couple grunts. We need some grunts. You know, uh, you know everyone keeps talking about, uh, you know, some of the grunts that they have over there. In um, Miami, you know, I can't think of the guy's name right at the moment, but everybody keeps going to the same guy. But um, there's other players out there. We need to get grunts right now. You know, uh, Sims is a grunt. He's growing into a grunt. Uh, you know, I like Todd Gibson, but we need a scorer at the center spot, I think. And then we need like like a a, a bully to back up Obi Toppin to give us that balance. Uh, Julius Randle could be that bully, you know, but um. We need to figure this out, man. I think I think we're close, and I think we're really looking at, you know, the future of our Knicks right here. You know, Julius Randle dribbling ball up the court, um, all, a stagnant offense, dribble handoffs, everybody standing at the top of the key looking around, looking around for somebody to help him. That's not going to cut it, man. What we saw today and, and since, um, you know, Julius Randle's been shut down and uh, we've been begging for, uh, for a quickly start, you know, look how quickly he did the last two games, man. You know, that is exactly what we what we need in, in a point guard. Burks can't start at point guard. Come on. That's all on Tom Thibodeau. There's a big fight on Twitter right now, you know, with um having to do with company men. Let me get rid of this before I get a strike. Uh having to do with company men. So, you know, the, on one side of the uh, of the of the um the conversation is state. State is the leader of that conversation on one side. Then you got the other guys, you know, all the guys that, that just just happen to be the big brand ambassadors for the Knicks, right? These guys, they, they act like they're on payroll, you know? I'm talking about CP, the franchise, on, on Knicks Fan TV. You know, he's kind of surprising me because he's he's like, he sounds like Anthony Donahue. You know, the Anthony Donahue is like the major one. He's talking all that shit because, oh, he can take pictures with Derek Rose. I mean, I, I get it, man, but, you know, 
you know, people fuck with Anthony Donnie not because he could take pictures with celebrities. You know, like what kind of cloud is that? Oh, just because you could take a picture with a celebrity? What does that mean? This is New York. Nobody gives a fuck about a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? Nobody gives a fuck about a celebrity. We're talking about we're talking about something. You know, don't don't um you know try to throw your cloud around. You know, you, these these guys are on um the Knicks payroll. You know, if they're not in the payroll, that they're, they're like affiliates in, in some kind of way, where they're getting some kind of perks from from the Knicks organization. So you know, you know this diehard Knicks podcast state. You know, uh, even nothing but Knicks, man. I shout out to nothing but Knicks. Nothing but Knicks. Um, with Simeon Russell, he he never um sold himself out. He sold his um his brand out of what he's been trying to do, what he's trying to accomplish with his channel. He never sold out his channel to um to Dick Ride the Knicks. You know, to to make um um spot basically basically sponsored takes. I want to say you're taking sponsored takes because you know the Knicks are giving you X amount of clout or whatever on the side. You know that that's not cool. Like you want to stay in the building. You want you want to be able to work for MSG maybe, uh, maybe uh, you know work for the MSG networks. I'm quite sure. Cause he's already been on ESPN. I'm talking about CP. You know, Anthony Donnie. I don't know what that motherfucker does for a living in real life. You know, I, I think he's. I think he's just on on the payroll for the Knicks. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, you know, I don't. I don't want to talk badly about some of these guys. Cause I mean, I mean, you know, they're decent people on off the court. You know, but um, these these guys they want to be the leaders uh, of us, right? Quote quote unquote leaders of us, self proclaimed, <laughs> self proclaimed leaders of 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 the rest of the uh, fan base. You know, we, we were supporting them, but now it's starting to look it's starting to look goofy now. You know, it's starting to look goofy. So I mean, you know, real recognize real. I know a lot of you guys see it. I know a lot of you guys are tired of it. You know, but it, it is what it is. It's not it's not about um that that fight. But um it is about these Knicks, man. You know, and you know, I, I don't I don't wanna be no no company man. You know, I, I don't wanna leave um my job to go work for another place. You know, it's it's like I'm ma- I'm married. Why would why would I want to uh, divorce my wife to go be with some other bitch? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, uh, no disrespect. You know, shout out to to Geraldine. What's up, Geraldine? You know, but I, but you guys get what I'm saying. Like you're not gonna leave your husband just to be with some other asshole. You know, you know what I'm saying? That that's like um, what are you talking about? That's that's not that's not grown, man. That's like irresponsible. You know, you can't leave your family or leave your wife or whatever just to go be with somebody else to go be with another person. That's that's not it. You know. If you're going to leave somebody, you know, leave somebody because it's just not working or whatever, be grown and do that. But don't leave somebody and just slide right up in somebody else's crib. You know, it's kind of similar situation to what's going on with the Knicks. I like, I like to try to parallel real life to what's going on with the with um, with the Knicks and stuff. Let me just say what's up to everybody. We got Dwight Blake here. Yeah, what's going to shout out to Geraldine? Uh, Dwight Blake. We got Myth here. Hey, man. Dedication. Listen, I love the Knicks, man. I love the Knicks. I love the Knicks and, and like, listen. If I had more time, I I, w- I wouldn't handle the show the way that I, the way that certain other people handle. I still would handle it the same way. You know, I would have I would just have a little bit more time to do a little bit more more things that I would like to do. Like I have a whole book here of of um, ideas and podcasts that that I should have done that I couldn't have I couldn't do because I just didn't have the time to do it. You know, or just passed out, or maybe I had a guest lined up and they they um they flaked on me, or maybe overslept on on me or whatever. You know, me and State do that to each other all the time. Me and State was supposed to do a podcast yesterday, and I passed out on it. You know, uh, and he, uh, I think, um, him and um, uh, Andy was supposed to do a podcast together, and, and they passed out on each other. So it happens, man. You know, but I mean, we're not getting paid for this. We're doing this shit out for out of out, out the love. You know, and n- none of us are trying to get paid. Like, how many times do I? Like, how how hard is it for me to do this? You know, <laughs> look at the bottom of the screen. All I gotta do is click that, and I never click it. 
Like you could count on, on maybe maybe on two hands out of the whole 82 games or, or just hundreds of podcasts that I've done that I that this was at the bottom of the screen. I always forget, you know. And also, too, I have I have another thing. I keep forgetting to do that. I keep forgetting to put this one up. Well, I deleted it actually. It's not even there. I deleted it. Where I actually had the um, oh here it goes. I actually had the the um my um what do you call? That's some um, the Cash App um symbol there. I keep forgetting to put it up there. So I'm not thinking about getting paid. I just love the Knicks so much. I love I love the Knicks so much. This this is my passion. You know this is um this is a hobby. This is a great hobby. It's a lifestyle. You know look at this. You know I, I bought this this hoodie here. This is like a um you know a windbreaker kind of hoodie thing. But the reason why I got it because it had orange on the inside. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is this is a crazy obsession that we have for these Knicks. I, I know a lot of you guys are the same way. You know, Obi could play. Obi is really good, man. You know, shout out to State. Like I said, State. I invited him to come on at nine. Here it is, nine twenty. State's probably trying to get himself together. He might. We might see him about nine thirty or so. Like I said, I really want to talk about Leon Rose and um and um his comments and stuff. You know, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll wait until um, then. But listen, what I, what I want to talk about before State gets in here is um just the state of this roster. You know, let, let me see if I can do that while I'm talking. The state of this roster, you know, when I, when I say that, it's like, um, how do we want to play? You know, how how do we want to play as a, as a um as a team here? You know, so I, I talk about tradition here a lot on this podcast. Uh, what is our tradition? Like the the Knicks are one of the um, better franchises in the league for for a reason, not because we say it. You know, the world's most famous arena. You know, we're talking about stuff that happened in the '70s. But listen, what, whatever we did in the '70s, whatever we did in the '80s and '90s. You know, um, that that um still holds weight to this day. You know, you, you can't just um delete history because it happened a long time ago. You know, because uh, I mean, you, you could talk about various different things. Like, you know, I, I can get crazy and talk about, um, you know, something something as crazy as like slavery. You know, what I'm saying that should happen. It happened. You can't pretend like it didn't happen. You know, you can't just um put it to the waist like it didn't happen. Oh, that happened mad longer. Why are you still talking about it? Motherfucker, it happened. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying. The civil rights movement and shit like that, you know, um, you know, in the 60s and stuff where, where where crazy stuff was happening, it was just starting to get filmed then. And up until this day, it should have still happening. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you can't you can't just say like, oh, that, you know, I haven't mad long ago. That's like, you know, you can't just disregard history just because it happened a while ago. You know, so I mean, you know, also, too, you, you um, you're definitely going to repeat the same sins of the past if um if you can continue. um you know, to, to, to have that mentality. So anyway, I'm just looking at the, this roster here, man. L- listen, who, who do we have here? We got Julius, we got RJ, Fournier, Alec Burtis. Let's see the minutes distribution. Minutes per game. Uh, You know, like I said, Julius led us with 35. RJ had 34. Evan had 29. Burks had 28. Robinson had 25. Walker had 25. Uh, Derek Rose in the, in the um, 26 games that he played with us this year, um, he had 24 minutes a game. Uh, quickly after he just had a game, he had like a Clyde, like a Walt Clyde Frazier, 34, 12, 10 type of game tonight. Like I said, even though the competition is low, 34 points, 12 uh, assists, and 10 rebounds is 12, is 12, 10, and, and um, 34, man. Come on, man. So, I mean, he he only averaged 22 minutes this year. Uh, Nernas well when he played, he also played 25 games. He averaged 22 minutes a game. Taz Gibson played 18 minutes a game. Now, here goes, here goes these other young guys. Quentin Grimes has 17. Uh, Obi Toppin plays 71 games, 16.8 minutes a game. That is a shame. You know, Jericho Sims, 12 minutes a game. You know, uh, when Cam Reddish was here, only 14 minutes a game. 
you know, um, you know, even like a, a guy like um, Damian Dotson, he only played two games for games for us, and he played ten minutes a game more than um, McBride. McBride only played nine point three minutes a game. You know, some of these other guys, you know, but Ryan Ar- 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 Archie Archie D D Kinoto, whatever his name is, you know, um, he only averaged like six minutes a game, five point nine. So I mean, you know, what are we doing here? You know, uh, there's there's a lot of things that need to change here. But the person that that has the power to change it is Tom Thibodeau. Also, Leon Rose. Leon Rose talking was talking about Julius Randle. But listen, how, how do we take advantage of, of what Obi does? Obi cannot play 16 minutes a game next year. He just can't do that. He can't play 16 minutes a game next year. You, you're going to have to get Obi Toppin's minutes up to the 30s. You're going to have to get him up to starters' minutes. You know what I'm saying? So if you do that, you know, um, you know, you got to get rid of Mitchell. I think I think Mitchell Robinson. We need to let him walk. You know, let him walk. If you got to keep Julius Randle, you got to play Julius Randle as a small ball center. You know, let Julius Randle play small ball, small ball center, and let uh, Obi Toppin run wild as the prototypical 2022 power forward in this in this league, man. You know that I mean it, it's it's a done deal. You know, uh, quickly needs to be the point guard. Take the ball out of Julius Randle's hands. Give the ball to a man. You could let him run the team. It's his team. You know, it's this team. He's our guy. Why, why trade to get Jalen Brunson? Why? You know, if you already got Emmanuel quickly here, quickly is ready to go. Quickly, it proved it. What does he need to do? After 34, 12, and 10 in the last game of the season, back to back, basically. You know, what does he need to do to prove to Tom Thibodeau and to prove to anybody that now he's the point guard of, of, of this team? At the beginning of the year, you know, I was saying that quickly is not a point guard in the beginning of the year. But then as the season goes on, you realize that the, that the problem is it's not the player. It's the fucking coach. You know, because now, listen, we're playing a, a total different offense. But what I what I think is that Tom Tibble is just letting these guys go because Tom Tibble has no other choice. You know, he cannot play the same um, plays that he was running before with Julius Brown. He has no choice. You know, so, you know, it sucks, man. But listen, if you're going to keep Julius Randle, I don't mind starting him. But you got to start him. Uh, you know, with um, Obi Toppin at this point, you know, and if you don't do that, Obi Toppin needs to be uh, the first guy coming off the bench. He needs to be the sixth man, first guy coming off the bench, and then once he comes in, don't put, don't take him back out. You know, only take him out if he needs to, if he needs to take a piss or if he needs a drink. You know, if he needs a, a swig of water or something like that, or if he needs to like, you know, stretch out something. You know, um, let him do that. But as soon as he comes in the game, you don't take Obi Toppin out. He's your, he's your starting um, power forward. And Julius Randle, let him be the small ball five, and let's run it like that. You know, you know, I don't mind Julius Randle um, running the ball up the court as a center. You know, taking advantage of of that uh, of that matchup, but him being a point forward, that's out of the question next year. You know, quickly needs to be that that point guard, push the pace, let Obi Toppin do the outlets, let um you know Julius Randle let him be the 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 trailer. You know, let him be the small ball trailer, the same way that um. You know, because I mean, I'm 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 talking. I'm trying to get to this tradition thing going on here. Uh, you know, RJ, not RJ. Um, Obi Toppin reminds me of Dave the Butcher. Okay, then if you want to talk about small ball five, Julius Randle reminds me of Willis Reed. You know, of course, the defense is not the same. You know, but this is 2020, 2022. You know, um, the, the, those Knicks during that time in the 70s when we win our championships, everybody could shoot. Um, um, you know, from the outside. Yeah, you know, if they had a three point um a line during the time. You know, they, they would have led the league in, in three-point um, um, three percentage and shots and everything because the, the Knicks shot a lot of perimeter shots during during that time period. You know, they were just running running and gunning, passing the ball and this, that, and the other. 
So let, let's bring it back to, to the essence of what we used to do. R.J. Barrett kind of reminds me of, of Dick Barnett. You know, just let, let him be that, that scorer. Um, Emmanuel quickly, he, he kind of reminds me of a 2020 um, Clyde. You know, Clyde plays defense. According to the, to the advanced numbers, Emmanuel quickly is supposedly a good defender. You know, according to the advanced numbers that, that um, Tom Tibble is talking about that, that we don't study, you know, fucking asshole. You know, so let, let quickly be the point guard. Let, let um, RJ be the shooting guard. You know, um, start um, this kid. Uh, start this kid. Uh, what's his name? Jericho Sims at center. Uh, you know, Obi Topic can start. Maybe you can start Cam Reddish too, you know. And then um, when it's time to go, you, you put Obi out there at that power forward and slide Julius Randle over there to the center spot. If you need more muscle on the inside, put Sims back in the game. And there you go. You know, I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll with this lineup. It's, it's, it's time to cut the bullshit, you know, and, um, and let, let's get it popping. You know, you know, like I said, if you're not going to make these trades and get certain guys off the court, then, then you need to change their role. You know, you need to change their role. The only person that can do that is Tom Tibble. Tom Tibble is in charge, you know. Uh, you know, uh, like I said, state is coming. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully it gets here quick enough before I, I decide to cut this off here. But, uh, you know, state's going to talk about Leon and, you know, Leon needs to do this. Leon is the idiot. You know, wait, wait, wait till he gets here. Here goes state now. State just pops in. You know, so state's going to talk about Leon Rose in a second. But, um, you know, I think that we, I think we have something special here. You know, it's time, it's time to like, um, kind of like, like um, stop the fighting. You know, stop trying or stop trying to put yourself out there like you, like you're like the leader of everybody, you know, and just let's let's get back to the essence of, of what this is. Nick's conversation. Um, let's watch. Let's look at what we what we're seeing and believe what we're seeing. You know, and, and let's just move forward here with the with the way that, that we're doing it here. Now, I, I, Tom Thibodeau's giving his postgame um, re report here. I, I don't even know if I want to even want to do that. Um, I guess I'll put it up there. I'll, I'll put it up to you while, while State's getting ready. State's in the background right now, but um, you know, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him get situated. Um, as soon as he gets um situated, you know, I'll, I'll pop him in. But uh, in the meantime, let's see. Let's see what this jackass um, Tom Thibodeau has to say here. I have to turn the audio up. Let me bring this over here for a second. Uh, bear with me, guys. Trying to get this thing going on over here. Turn it up a little bit. You know, I think our young guys all stepped in this year, played well at different times, but we know we got to make a big step this summer. So we're going to need everyone to be in there, you know, making a commitment. How, how do you go about evaluating those performances? When they well, you know, it, and it's a great question. It's like, you know, the season's over now, so you do a deep dive on the season. So, and it's not, you know, it's, you, you don't want to guess. You want to dive into it. You want to watch the games again. You want to dig into the numbers. And, but I see, I see them in practice every day too. So I, I have that information and just seeing, like we, we've been watching Obi make shots in practice. Now that, that didn't translate in the games, you know, the way it did at the end. And, and I said, like, the first thing was the free throw started going in, then the three, and then, you know, he gives us easy buckets. But I think the rebounding. What the fuck is he saying, guys? <laughs> you know, I'm, try, I'm trying to get it, get the know, things situated over here. He's reading the game well, scoring, uh, rebounding the ball for us. 
you know, huge, huge. And so um, very pleased with those guys as second-year players, like the jump that they made from first year to second year. And then the young guys getting in. I thought Quentin had really good minutes for us to start games as a rookie is, is, says a lot. Listen, man, I think th this guy Jericho sounds like a fucking ass. Same things, you know, starting games as, as a rookie and playing well. And so the physicality and the athleticism that he has, and you can start, you know, I think you guys, everyone can see, like he started making some plays and, and he's got great touch in the paint. You know, he, he can pass and he's, he's got a little floater we haven't seen yet, but we'll see it. And he's a great worker, great kid. I think Deuce, you know, his ball pressure is, is, is a gift. He, he can guard the ball. And so now we need our young guys. We need them. I think that that. Listen. Listen, I, I'm trying to get it. Sit, I'm trying to get it together on my end, you know, so so you guys can hear it. I can't hear it anymore. I can't listen to that shit. You know what the fuck is he saying? He's like, uh, uh you know, uh, uh, Deuce is good, uh, uh but uh, uh, yeah, but he, like, listen, man, this guy, this guy is a clown. He's a clown. I hate to call him that. I hate to call him a clown, but you know, I mean, you know, Tom Thibodeau is a freaking clown. Everything that I said just now, be, before I put this on here, um. You know, uh, you know, the, the future's right in your face. You know, like he needs to, he needs to, like, like, um, you know, state likes to, likes to, um, say, uh, apologize. Like, guys need, need to apologize. Listen, Tom Thibodeau needs to freaking apologize for his comments, um, you know, to our players. I mean, to to us, to, and, and to our players. He needs to apologize. You know, uh, um, that, that we don't, we don't watch the games. You know, we don't watch it four or five times. Even he said it just now. Yeah, we're gonna get back and we're gonna start watching the games over. Like, yo, dude, man, get your ass up out of here. You need to watch games again so you can find out what's going on. At game 82, even at the end of the season, you still don't know what's going on. Listen, man, it's 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 a it's a wrap for it's a wrap for him, man. Like anybody that vouches for Tom Thibodeau after a game like this and listening to what he was what he's saying, like I, I don't I don't know how you could do that. I don't know how you could vouch continuously vouch for him. You know, uh, I I didn't finish saying what's up to you guys here, man. Yo, um, Evergreen, I did see your, your text, man. So I sent you the, the link too. So we're gonna have Evergreen here too. Like I said, State is in the background. He's trying to get himself together. So as soon as State pops in on the bottom, I'll let him in. You know, but um, yeah, man, it's just crazy. <laughs> Don't cut it off. Get me in the chat. I got you, man. You're there. You're here. So I mean, you guys are popping in here. You know, so I can't. I can't really get in. You guys are really talking. But listen, man, I I really feel I really feel that that we are onto something now. And we're at a at a point now where where somebody needs to to open up their eyes and see what what what's what's and just look and see what's happening. You know, so Evergreen is here. You know, I'm, I'm gonna give Evergreen a chance to get himself together too. But I mean, listen, man, we have we have to open our eyes and see um, what we just believe what we see, believe what we see in these Knicks, and uh and um build accordingly. You know, I see, yeah, I, all, I, all I see is two big eyes, man. <laughs> What's up, man? All I see is two big old bug eyes in the, in the screen, man. You, you can't wait to to, um, to give your takes. What's good, man? Haven't seen you in a while. How you been? Bro? How are you? I'm good, man. How you been, Long man? time no, Long time yeah, no here, bro, man. Everything's well? Yeah, everything's good, man. Just came in from work and shit. You know what? What a what a crazy game, man. What what do you, what do you think about what's what's happening with um Tom Thibodeau and with the Knicks and stuff? Tom Thibodeau is still talking, by the way. <laughs> uh, I hate that guy. 
Um, I told you after the invention of Kemba Walker that he needed to go. And it's a damn shame that it took the rest of the world until after the All-Star break to realize what I was saying. Hey, do you do you remember the stream that we did prior to the season started? And the question was asked, who was the most important Nick this NBA season? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. And, and do you remember who I said? Did you say Obi Toppin? I did say Obi Toppin. Yep. I did say so, Obi Toppin. So, so um, are you are you here to crown yourself as as the um, Nostradamus, the Nostradamus no, 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 no. of the Knicks no, uh, fan no. base? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that, man. I'm not going to do that. The, the 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 world already knows who that is. That's you, buddy. That's you. Well, oh, me? That's you. not me. That's you. <laughs> Between you, state man, your state has made some big time predictions for for this year too, and you've you've done it too, man. So I mean, you know, shout out to you guys. That's definitely listen. Doing if we got three options, and I don't want people to look at these three options like, oh, he's just trying to cover all bases, right? But I see three options that need to happen in order to further success for this team. Number one. Tom Thibodeau goes, Julius Randle stays. Number two, Julius Randle goes, Tom Thibodeau stays. And number three, somebody like he or Tom Thibodeau needs to, which is number three, Tom Thibodeau needs to move down and step down as head coach and stay on the team as a quasi defensive coordinator if that exists in NBA as a consultant or something like that like a coaching yeah. consultant yeah because the, the the things that he did was the most asinine shit this season i've never you know in all my years of watching basketball and like just just regular life shit like learning from your mistakes like how many times did someone have to learn or how many times did somebody have to do the same shit over and over again before they learn from their mistakes? Yeah. Right. Like we, we need to find a way to get Tom Thibodeau out of the way. And I don't necessarily mean specifically just out the way of coaching, but he's in his own way. So if we do keep him. Part of keeping Tom Thibodeau means that we have to move on from the elderly on the team. He's elderly you know? himself, man. He, he, I mean, you know, I hate to disrespect the old man like that, you know, but he's supposed to be he's supposed to be the one to to, to be like the the leader, you know, to to let everyone know how how it goes. Like a Hubie Brown, you bring Hubie Brown in here as as like what he was like sixty eight when he went to Memphis that time. And people thought that was crazy, but he went there and he set a foundation, got the guys playing the right way, and this and the other. Um, Tom Thibodeau, he might he might have um got us like uh def def got us together defensively, you know um you know, but I don't I don't want to give him credit for the way that these kids um play for each other, you know. And he he's trying to take right now he's he has a press conference he's trying to take credit um for for keeping the kids to get them together, you know you know That's what I'm saying? That's crazy. That's the yeah. crazy. It's it what what's really what's really makes it worse is that like. Even though, like, it's it's gonna happen, right? Even you know, my experience in the military the same way, right? There's always like 
the higher enlisted guy that fucking accepts, you know, all of, all, he takes none of the blame, but accepts all of the, 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 what do you call it? All of the, uh, uh, all of the acclaim. You know what I mean? He, he takes none of the blame and all the acclaim, you know? Yeah. And it's like, bro, you were forced to play the young kids. Like you didn't make this, you didn't make this crazy, like Zen, like I got an idea. Like you didn't have, none of that happened. You didn't come out here saying that I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to think of something revolutionary with these young kids from the last 15 games of the season. And I'm going to play the young kids. You didn't do that. Like yeah, in his press coverage just now, he was still talking about, yo, I need to, we need to go watch tape. Like you still need to watch tape at game 82. Come on, bro. At game 82, you need to go back and watch tape of games. What the fuck are, we, are, you, are you talking about? <laughs> right? What are you talking about? You still got to watch game. Like, listen, like you, you have a kid, right? You have a kid. So like, like, like as a kid gets older and whatever. So listen, I need to go back and watch film about, you know, what, what happened throughout this year and how I, I can become. A, that, that's crazy to me. <laughs> you know, if you don't know your kid at this point of your life, then, then you, then you need you're not a good father. You're not. I mean, you know, that, that's like such a, a stupid analogy. But then again, it's not. You know, nah, like, it's, it's it's legit. It's legit. I mean, and I get it too. You know, because when I coached this year, like I my my team, we made it to the semifinals. Um, we lost by one in the semifinals, but I was forced to make changes and adjustments very early on in the season because I saw what was working and what wasn't working. I saw who I needed to start. I saw who I needed to put in certain positions in order to put the team, as Tom Thibodeau says, give us the best opportunity to win. You know, in his what we gotta we gotta figure out what we can do. You know, in his Sylvester Stallone-ish Massachusetts voice, like we gotta get the team the best opportunity to win. <laughs> so we're gonna put and you know, you know what I what I really dislike about Tom Thibodeau, and maybe this is just like a um, a, a nitpicky asshole pet peeve of mine. But I hate when you ask him a question, and in the middle of asking the question, he cuts you off and answers something that you didn't ask. I hate that too. That that, that that's usually idiots do that. You know, idiots idiots do that. You know, they, 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 like they or they like to give you their accolades. So yeah, but you know, I got a PhD in this. I got, you know, I went to this school and I did this that, and the other. Like, yo, but what did you did you answer the question, Finn? You know, did you answer the question? Yeah, but you know, I used to be the coach of the Chicago Bulls and what we did there with Derrick Rose and this. like, yo, come on, man. Like, let's let's let's, let's be realistic here. You know, he like, drives me crazy. And I feel like I got. I feel like I got suckered into this like this idea of Tom Thibodeau being a coach two seasons ago right and it's just like is that the guy we really wanted is that the guy that we all collectively said that we wanted like who did you say you wanted i just i'm just curious now <laughs> yo yo brins and said um let's be racist to tom Thibodeau now Are we, who, who's being racist to tom Thibodeau? did i miss something in the chat because i'm watching is somebody being racist to tom Thibodeau? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know what he's talking about. I guess is it is it because I use his his that I say the Massachusetts apparently referencing a state. 
Oh, because you said Massachusetts, the Massachusetts voice, that's him being racist? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that's maybe 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 we should put some clarification on that. I just want to make sure if that's what he's talking about. And then if that's exactly what he's talking about, I want to laugh at that guy. Yeah. Yeah, um, Brenda Zen, man, you know, shout out to you. I, I appreciate you you popping in because you, you've been giving comments on, on the on YouTube and, and things of that nature too, man. So I appreciate you being here. But listen, man, even <laughs> your your voice and undertones. So my, my voice and undertones, so this is racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me me doing my Tom Thibodeau impersonation is racist. Like, what, the, what are you talking about? <laughs> Tell you what, I'll, I'll, I'll just talk like this for the rest of the show. Yeah, I'm telling you, I can talk like this all day. Tell, tell gotta go. We gotta get that out of here. Yeah, maybe I should change my tone. <laughs> I'm telling Tommy you suck, man. <laughs> yeah, boss, get a boss. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh Tom my god, what? just gotta go. Bottom line, like, yeah, oh, it has nothing to do with him I being see. white. I, I see. Yeah, I see what's going on. I think it's because I have dark skin. That's probably what it is. All right, let's not make the show about that because you know <laughs> I, it's bad enough we're not going to have much to talk about for the next few months. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to have a lot to talk about, man. Because I mean, I, I just brought up a thing. Like, what do you, what do you think about? Let's say let's say if we um you know because it looks like Leon Rose is basically going to keep everybody. I was waiting for for um State to pop in because he wants to go crazy on that. But um you know we, we're basically going to keep everybody and we're gonna we're gonna keep the same thing going on. We're gonna draft well. You know, and then we're gonna try to be opportunistic and sign somebody or whatever the fuck, right? So, what what do you think about um, uh, you know, because I mean, you know, what, what do you think about Julius Randle being like a small ball five and letting Mitch walk? I'm th I'm thinking about I'm thinking that we should let Mitch walk, and you know, just to give the opportunity for Obi Toppin to steal those power forward minutes. Because at this point, if Obi Toppin is gonna be playing this way, then he needs to play 30 minutes a game, easy. You know, Julius Randle, he's still a 20, 10, and five guy. You know, so you got to take advantage of these two guys. You know, um, him, uh, Julius at the center adds a lot of speed to the game. Obi Toppin at the power forward, that's, it. I mean, you, you see that. You, you see what he does. Emmanuel quickly pushing the ball, too. You got to put the ball in Quickly's hands and let him make those decisions. Take the ball out of Julius Randle's hand. This, this is what I'm thinking. I think we need to we need to go in, in that direction, you know, and then let, let Jericho Sims fill in the, those holes at center, you know, when we need to. I'll what do you think this. about what I'm saying? I don't, I don't trust it. Because Julius Randle's ego and track record on this team shows that he's a drama queen and he's got to have it his way. And his way says, I acquiesce to no one. Right? His way, his way says that I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn who's on the floor. If they're younger than me, then the I will bring the ball up and I will be the center of attention. So unless the entire team finds a way to, you know, potentially coerce to, uh, uh, Julius Randle into shutting the hell up, you're not the center of attention anymore. Now you're the center. I don't foresee that working. The only way I foresee that working is if, we have a veteran point guard of stature on this team. And there's not many of them available unless we're making us a, a legitimate trade somewhere, right? Maybe if we would have had, you know, a Rondo-esque player acquiesce. 
<laughs> what a jerk this guy. That's excellent. You know, yo, acquiesce. I had to pull it up, man. That that is fucking awesome, man. Acquiesce. I, I don't think I would have. I don't think I would ever said um, acquiesce in a, in a basketball conversation. <laughs> but really I had, I had to that. put it up there. Yo, you 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 were ill dude, man. Acquiesce. Acquiesce, man. That's just <laughs> wicked. Let, let, me, let me just say, it's it's um to assess. <laughs> I, can't, I can't I can't even read my my um, my reading level is not even good enough to to read the definition of the of this word. But anyway, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your your contribution to this thing. Hey, hey, if you want, I got I got three dictionaries sitting on the floor right here. So I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to shit like that. <laughs> I know I know you do, man. I know you do. I just mess um, with you, man. But yeah, but but unless unless you know this off season that you know there's some sort of you know coming to Jesus moment, if you will, that Julius Randle discovers in his infinite win- wisdom. In year nine, I'm not that dude that should be the center of attention. I'm with it. Now, I like the idea of Julius Randle playing the small ball five because you have to remember, like a lot of people won't won't catch this. So this is this is, you know, we're we're kind of banned from saying this name, but I have to in order to bring, you know, reference to what happened in history. We realize that the reason that Julius Randle came to this team was by direction of David Fisdale. Like David Fisdale really, really wanted him. And while David Fisdale was a, you know, a commentator, you know, an ESPN commentator during Julius Randle's second and third year with the Lakers, he really spoke highly of Julius Randle being the small ball five. There's many, there's like countless interviews of you know, David Fisdale just analyzing his game and saying, yo, this dude is a wrecking ball. Like, because he's strong enough to to bang in the paint with all your fives if he needs to, but he's fast enough to beat all of them off the dribble. You know, he's fast enough to beat them all off the floor. So I like the idea of Julius Randle in that regard. But that is all like incumbent on, you know, not only if we don't get a veteran point guard, just Julius Randle's ego being, you know, sheltered a whole bunch or or held down. And and based off of what happened all of this fucking season, like, do we really think that Julius Randle, this guy that's been, you know, that's had a pacifier in his mouth, all goddamn season that that dude is not going to cry that that dude is not going to be upset like i i would love for it to happen because i i like julius Randle as a player and aside from his faults of being you know angry and upset all the time i love i i like it because he's 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 passionate right and that's what we really you know we thrive for as knicks fans is like do we have a player on a team that's passionate enough that that really gives a shit because we haven't had that in in years. So now we got the guy and it's like the guy that we got is like too passionate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, what do we, it, what do it we needs do? to be channeled properly. You know, I think it's the pressure, the pressure of, of, you know, Tom Tibble to put him in, the, in that position as the star player. See, that, that, that's that's how Tibble coaches. He has star players and he's putting them in positions and just telling them to be a star player. But you, you can't coach everybody like that. 
You know, like he's not Kobe. He's not Kobe Bryant. He's not Dirk Rose in his prime. You know, he's not. He's not that guy. He's he's um, he's a good player. He's twenty ten. I think Julius Randle will be twenty ten and five no matter what. No matter what role we put in, in him, it's going to be hard for him not to get twenty ten and five. He's going to get it by accident. You know, because even that first right. year that, that he played with, with, under Fisdale, didn't he get like twenty ten and five? Yeah, he did do twenty ten and five. It was hella inefficient. Because yeah. it was him fighting with the ball between him and Mook Morris was fighting for the ball all the time. So he was getting a lot of, you know, inefficient points. You know, yeah. those are the only two scorers. And then you had R.J. Barrett that was scoring like 12, 13 points a game. You know, but his was all, you know, points, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, like bullshit cleanup points. You know, so he really wasn't doing much with the starter minutes that he was getting. So, like I said, I, I I like the idea, but I don't see it as being realistic, given the the large sample size that we've seen of Julius Randle over the last over these three years, over these three seasons. I, yeah. I want it, and it and it sounds amazing on paper. But I don't want the ball going through Julius Randle ever. Like the same reason that I was upset, you know, that I, you know, I don't like to bring up Carmelo Anthony and, and go blast for the past. But it was like if Carmelo Anthony just simply had a guy that would give him the ball in his spots, not Carmelo Anthony goes to his spot with the ball and, you know, does what he does. We yeah. could have seen a lot more success and a lot more mismatches. The same thing with Julius. It, it applies with Julius Randle. No, I'm not comparing the two. Before anybody, you know, uh, gets their panties in a bunch, I'm simply saying that get the buy, get the ball to Julius Randle at the left elbow or the left block, and let him go to work down there and and you know pause bang banging the paint. But we don't well, have I mean that yet. The comparison, you know, I mean, you know, state is going to call you blasphemous, this guy. But I mean, the comparison is, is valid because uh, how many times does just um, Julius Randle run up the court and just stand in the spot dribbling and, and never even look to pass, you know, dribble around into triple teams and stuff like that. When when um, Melo got into the corner, it was just him one on one going side to side like that, you know, step back three point, it goes up, you know, jab step, jab step, jab step. You know, it's the same thing, but it's just a different method. We still was losing. It's not like we were winning. You know, so right. so the comparison is is valid for people that um that don't like the comparison. I know State doesn't like it, but I mean we weren't winning when Melo was here. It's not like we won a lot during the seven years that he was here. You know, it's almost on par with what's happening with Julius Randle. The only thing is that Julius Randle is his emotions, like like you were saying before. You know, Melo Melo had his emotions, you know, locked down. You know, he he kept everything inside or whatever. You know, but Julius Randle has a, just has a problem with that. But it's one thing I, I want to say: um, leadership. Like right now, who are our leaders? Because it's not Julius, you know. Um, right now, uh, the last few games, I'm seeing the leadership coming from Obi. I'm seeing it from IQ. I'm seeing it from RJ. Just based off the stuff that they've been saying in post games and this, that, and the other. So maybe, maybe like the power is changing, you know, within the locker room. So I think, you know, in order for us to get the change that we want from Tom Thibodeau, these guys here, they they, they need to step up and let and let um, Tom Thibodeau know um, how they want to play. And um, you know, and what what um what they can and just show what they can do so this team could be successful, and then Tom could could um make those adjustments hopefully. Now, now, okay, you, there's something you said that that triggers the idea of bullshit meter for me. Yeah, and it's this idea of 
players letting Tom Thibodeau know how they want to play? Has that well, ever happened? Well, the last the last week of the season, though, you know, just the way that they played, like he he, I mean, Tom Thibodeau didn't even know what to say at the end of the um the, the post game. Yeah, he's talking just like yeah, uh, uh, he didn't he was stuttering. He he, he I, I mean, I, I felt like he needed like name tags to remember who these guys' names were. Deuce, uh, Miles Miles Grimes or or, or Deuce um Quentin Quentin Deuce. You know, he couldn't remember who his players were. You know, so I'm I'm just hoping because because he, he said he needs to watch tape. So hopefully he sits down and watches um the, the tape all summer because you know he ain't got no women he ain't got no, he's not married he ain't got no kids you know what I'm saying he don't date or nothing and stuff like that so hopefully he watches these last few games and watches it and watches it and watches it and 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 has an epiphany and realizes how how this team could be successful going forward with these current players on, on the roster. Yeah, I think you're asking for too much from that guy. I yeah. I just rather see him. <laughs> I just rather see him not here. Listen. Yeah. If, if he, if you know what, this is gonna be a rough take. If he's not here, what do you think about running it back? Meaning, no. meaning, meaning, meaning. Mitchell Robinson also gets signed again, gets signed this year, and run it back. You know, man, I don't, I don't know. Because at, at this point, I, I told you, I, I don't like Mitchell Robinson. I, I made the point before you came on, uh, you know, Mitchell Robinson, you know, he, he uh, for everything he does with blocking shots and and be, he, or he can guard five positions and, and things of that nature, or offensive rebounds or whatever. But, um, the you know, what's what's better, securing um, 10 defensive rebounds or getting three blocks a game? You know, to me, to me, it's um, it's it's basically the same. Or if, or if anything, the, the the defensive rebounds is better because if you're at least playing decent defense where you're keeping the guys out the paint and, you, and you're, you're doing your job that way, you know, if if if, uh, if they put the shot and miss it and you grab that defensive rebound, that's a stop. You know, a block shot does not equate a stop. You know, a block shot is just a block shot. You're athletic. You're able to get to the ball. You made a block shot. But did you secure the um the stop? You know? Yeah, but he's doing that, though, right? He's getting – he's averaging how many yeah. rebounds a game. Yeah, but the the last, especially the like, like down the stretch, he's he's been getting more, way more offensive rebounds than defensive rebounds, and I think I think that's a major problem with with the tallest guy on the court. You know, he should walk into the gym with with ten with um ten defensive rebounds off the rip, especially somebody that's supposed to be like a defensive guy. As soon as the shot goes up or whatever, he should be that defensive rebound should be his. There's no there's no way anybody should be able to get that rebound by him, Mitch Robinson. Yeah, I mean, but but you don't think that? All right, so. Like, whether it's offense or defense for me is irrelevant because I actually, I actually like the offensive rebounds because it shows me that it shows me that there's a flaw in the offense that says that this gentleman should be involved, right? Like, if he's able to get a clean offensive rebound for a putback or even for a, a reset kickout. There's something there that's happening that's saying that this gentleman is not necessarily open, but there's a clear and easier mismatch down in the paint somewhere that can be exploited. So I think that those offensive rebounds could turn into legitimate points if we just, you know, try to focus more on interior offense and and see what we can get out of the guy. We've seen like a really weird 
like there, there was something that happened. I want to say it was like maybe seven or eight games ago. I think he had like a a drop step spin move up and under layup or something like that. That everybody was four like, years, oh, right? Yeah. It took him four years to do that. Hey, listen, if it takes him four years, that's fine. That's fine. Well, I mean, is it going to take another four years for him to to get get that uh, part of his his repertoire? State is back by the way. I'm gonna is, put him in a second. What I'm, what, what I'm saying is it took him four years to do that, but he also wasn't put in that position on the offense to do so ever. Well, we're talking about rebounds, right? So offensive rebounds is one thing, right? But I'm talking about defensive rebounds. If we're, if we're playing defense, if you don't secure that defensive rebound, then you don't make a stop. Like, like, like I'm trying to say, if he, if he gets two steals a game, right? And if he gets three three blocks a game, that's five stops. But if he gets ten defensive rebounds, that's ten stops you make. You get what Fair I'm saying? Enough. He's not getting no stops. He's only getting five stops a game, you know, you know, from his effort, you know. But securing those those rebounds defensively, you're not getting stops for us, you know. What's up, State? You know my rebuttal. Who's the starting center next season? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, you, you guys don't get what I'm saying with the defensive rebound thing, man. No, nah, I, I, I respect it, but I mean, who the starting center next season? We, I, I'm on. I don't. The rebounding stuff don't really matter to me. I want to know who's my starter. That, that, that. I. But whoever's the starter at center, they need to rebound their basketball. They need to be able to secure that 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 rebound. I mean, we can't win we, without rebounds. I understand that, but I'm so used to I'm so used to the center just diving to the rim. Like I don't even that position is because he's gonna play Taj Gibson next season. Like what? <laughs> well, let, let me let me get um uh, stayed in this thing. Right? So I, I'm talking about Julius Randle playing small ball five next year, right? Because you know based on what Leon Rose was saying, it looks like you know Leon Rose is gonna keep everybody, and you know we're gonna run it back. Basically, we might make small changes, maybe. You know, draft. We might draft well. We might make a little change, um, you know, with a signing or something like that. But looks like we're probably gonna just run it back. So I mean, you know, I think Obi Toppin already established himself now that he cannot average 16 minutes a game next year. He just can't. You know, I think we all agree on that. So if we do that, then um, then somebody has to go in order to get those those minutes up. And I think Mitch, we need to let him walk. You know, just let Sims um be the center, and then um now you split the um the minutes between Julius. And um, Obi Toppin at that at that power forward and center. You know, I can't even get mad at what you just said because Thibodeau was coming back and listening to Leon Rose earlier. Already annoyed from that garbage, so it's like, no, I don't. Oh my god! So I'm I'm just thinking, man. How do we get how do we get these guys missed? Because I mean, trade like, Randall. Like, that's the obvious, like, what do we, we don't need to tiptoe around it. Just trade Randall. If you're going to keep Tibbs, trade Randall. Why we even, I don't need Leon Rose to say Randall averaged 20, 10, and 5. I don't care. It's in losing seasons. It's meaningless. I don't care about that, bro. Uh, okay, if you want to talk to the media and you want to, th this is how you're trying to up his trade value, cool. You can do that. But don't lie to me. I'm not stupid. His 2010 and 5 is really ass. And and I, I'm tired of hearing 2010 and 5. Like I, I that I'm not the that I'm dead serious. I'm about to really block 2010 and 5 from my Twitter. No funny that's how bad I'm tired of hearing about 2010 and 5. Stop telling me about 20 clock the game was so irritating today. 
I cut the game off at the third minute mark at the second quarter, and I restarted watching at the beginning of the third quarter because I had to do a podcast. Because that's disgusting. Stop lying to me. Clyde, you got Clyde. Oh, Julius Randle. Um, he had a, a terrible season, but, you know, many a thing and pressure. No, bro. They, they brought that on themselves. That's what you. That's what happens when you get the almighty fourth seed. You bring down yourself pressure, and then you paid him when you shouldn't even paid him. Should have made him wait for his money. You think if he was waiting for his money, he'd have been hustling all this season? All right, cool, no problem. But I'm really annoyed right now because Mitch might walk. I don't. Tibbs is coming back. Leon Rose is interview today. It sound like he's bringing. Randall back, and if he's bringing Randall back, how is Obi going to get the minutes? I don't think Tip he's going to go from 16 minutes this year to 19 minutes next year. People going to really but, praise praise Tips for that. That's so, what I'm trying to say with the Mitchell Robinson thing. You let Mitchell Robinson walk, that way the minutes open back up. No, because Tips won't even play Obi at the small ball five. I mean, so what am I letting? What am I letting my guy who protects the rim walk for? We don't have cap space, bro. We don't have cap. <laughs> so what were you gonna say, um, Evergreen? So, so you're you're state you're a proponent of of bringing Mitchell Robinson back. Now, are you trying to bring Mitch back? You mean yes, so, bro? But um, after what I heard from Leon Rose, bro, that interview, bro, it. it I might have to agree with Dowd on this one because why am I allocating that much money into the center position when Nerlens Noel is still here, hospital bed? He should be whoa, in the hallway whoa, right whoa, now. You saying whoa? We might have to trade a first round pick to get off his bad con. He has a bad contract. He's he has not played all year. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You you. You, you sign and trade Mitch because you have yo, you already have money allocated to the center position already. That's the point I'm trying to make. And it's like you're gonna add another 12 million to that for Mitchell Robinson. So what would you want to do that? You... Trade Randall. If they traded Randall, I say cool. Resign Mitch. So what would you what are you trying to get back for Randall? What position are you trying to get back for Julius Randall? Julius Randall needs to be traded for a point guard. That's it. And obviously, the trade that's smacking us right in the face, bro, Jalen Brunson for Julius Randle. So, but then that's banking on Dallas losing in the first round. Do I want to bank I on that? Hate. I don't know. <laughs> Allocate. Yo, these aren't even big words, Eru. What, what are you doing, bro? They're big enough for me, man. <laughs> all right oh, so I, I yeah i think it's yeah tough. we were just I, it's it's this is a tough situation we're in um not that i forgot about nerds noel because i'm a i'm a uh a, a, a cap a cap i'm not a capologist but i really pay that like that's the part of the game that really intrigues me too but Nerds Noel, his contract is up next year, right? Am I no, correct? It's well, it's basically yeah, a team. Two and one, it's basically right? one for a one plus one. So all right, so he's so if he had a one plus one, that means he'll can be he on be, a expiring. 
it'll be on an expiring deal because that one plus one, the second year of that deal is a team option. So basically he's an expiring deal. So that that looks that looks good. But why would I want a ten million guy ten million dollar guy who cannot shoot the ball who's in a hospital bed all season? Well, the the issue with that is that it's an expiring contract. So you can you can use that if the intention is to try to, you know, bring somebody of value here, you can use that as as stock gap. Well, no, no, so well, he, he's paying next year and then he has a team option for 23-24. Right. And the team option is team options are very lucrative contracts. You can get rid of those pre you know those those are contracts that other teams really are looking at those but are why are the Knicks, so my rebuttal real quick for that is why did why is a team taking on why is the Knicks taking on salary that's my point you're trying to move off salary but to trade Nerlens to another team, they trying to move off salary. So you have to take back salary in order to trade Nerlens. Well, I, I would say this. Uh, if, if that's the case, get Tibbs out of his way. You move Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel and and Julius Randle. Right? In the one only, deal? You, mix it up. Try to, try to get some, like, something. Something I'm just I'm I'm shooting in the dark here at this point, but the intention that I have is to move on from those guys and bring in bring in one guy back. Well, we, we were talking about it yesterday, man. Julius Randle makes twenty three. He's gonna make twenty three next year. Uh, uh Fournier is gonna make nineteen. Derek Rose is making fourteen. Alec Burks is making ten. Nerlens is making nine. Kemba's making nine. So all those guys that I mentioned all need to get the fuck out of here. If you add those up, we're talking about a lot of money, man. We're Yo, talking like, about like what eighty something million, I think we said that yesterday. Nah, I, I didn't do the math. How much Leon Rose signed all those bums for? Over two hundred plus million. He spent he spent all of James Rodolin's money on those bums. He better man. People talking about don't don't get RJ with his man paid. You heard all those names you just said that got paid, bro. <laughs> yeah, but let's, listen, if we're going to pay RJ and whoever else we're going to pay, then we need to get rid of these other guys here that's taking up salary. They got to go. But, yo, but when you listen to Leon Rowe, that's the scary part, dog. That's the scary part, Evergreen G. Like, when I heard Leon Rose today, it sounds like he wants to bring all these guys back. I'm gonna lose my mind, bro. Messing with the Knicks, bro. I might be. I might go bald by the by the end of next season, bro. If he if he bring back Randall and Tibbs in the same team, I might be bald. I'm, I might be bald, bro. I might be bald, bro. So we we got eighty four million dollars worth of dead dead players that we don't want on the roster. That's no, crazy. No, nah, they're good players, but they just don't fit this timeline. That's what I'm trying to say. They don't fit with what we're doing. Like Derek Rose, how does Derek Rose fit? He's gonna be the backup point guard next year, making 14 million dollars a year. That's crazy. Oh, I'm Fournier, you know, we don't want him to be there because we got Quentin Grimes, and you know, if we keep Burks, I mean, Burks, Burks deserves to stay, man. You know, as a, as a veteran, you have leadership off off the bench, that type of thing. You know, only one, you only need one guy for that. Get get Fournier up out of here. You got Derek Rose and, and Alec Burks. So keep Rose. So keep Rose. Yeah, I mean, but Derek, Derek Rose needs a playmate, though. He needs somebody to to talk to on the on the bus, you know. I mean, but Derek Rose, the OG, trade all them other vets. You just let him be. Yeah, the OG. I would. I would keep. 
I would keep Derrick Rose. Um, and Taj. I would keep Derrick Rose and Taj. Um, but trade them other vets, though. That's the reason why earlier why I tweeted, like, Derrick Rose should not be on the Knicks next season. That's blasphemous if you keep Rose, Evan Fournier, and Alec Burks. That's mad, OD. Those are the the only two that I would keep, and this is just to get this is just to get Tom Thibodeau out of his way. I'm keeping Derrick Rose and I'm keeping Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, just because we see that even Quentin Grimes not necessarily has an injury history, but that injury is it's bothersome, right? And we know that Evan Fournier is indeed serviceable, like we've seen it, right? Um the reason you move on from Alec Burke is because he's he's too much of a utility, right? And Tom Thibodeau was like, you know, it's like using a a, a flathead Phillips a flathead screwdriver on a on a Phillips screw. Mm-hmm. You know, it works, it works, but it, 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 you can still strip that screw. Yeah. Right. So he's gonna I, strip the Knicks fans. He's gonna. He's gonna. He, we're gonna kill ourselves. It's gonna be like a spontaneous combustion. As soon as we see that that opening night lineup with with uh, Alec Burks as starting point guard, we all gonna just kill ourselves. You know, we're right. gonna have like one of those uh, meetings where we're gonna have like a poison cocktail, and we're all just gonna pour each other an even glass, and we're just gonna drink it together. Right. Mass so that, suicide. That, that that's why you move on from. That's why you move on from. You know from uh, uh from Alec Burke. Now me personally, I don't give a damn about the I don't care about the idea of like the guy that's making the most money is, you know, playing starter minutes. Not like I don't care about that. I care about as basketball philosophy who is playing at what time on the floor in order for them to be as efficient as possible. And I would love to see Evan Fournier off the bench with him being, you know, the guy that everything is filtered through on offense off the bench with RJ starting, you know, um, Cam Reddish, you know, next to him at the three and, you know, whatever decision we make at the four, whether it's Obi at the four and Randall at the five or whatever, right? This way, Evan Fournier is not in the way of Julius Randle's offensive production and vice versa, right? Because we've seen what Evan Fournier can do when he's running off curl screens and the ball is going to him, you know, predominantly going to him. So if we know we can set him up off the bench as the, the, the main effort score if you will i think you put him in the best position to be successful being that he's not in the way of you know hold the ball randall you know so i don't i don't care that he's making 19 million dollars next year and you know he's going to be the guy that's making you know the most money at this the two guard position i don't care about that i care about is he going to be giving me good minutes while he's on the floor you know, there's plenty other, there's plenty of guys that's making, you know, double digit salary coming off the bench at the two, right? So let's not get, you know, too bent out of shape when it when it comes to dealing with that. Like, you know, 
Yeah, I, I missed this um this earlier, but because I, I wanted to wait because we kind of was making a point about this. But um, you know, just just to kind of like change a little bit. Um, what's the name? Um, uh, Uncle Fulio had put up a, a question earlier, right? You know, State was was going back and forth with him and fighting. Basically, the whole the whole everybody on Twitter they were always both of them were back to back shooting, you know, shooting at everybody on Twitter today, talking about um RJ that Obi might you know and it, like it, Obi might. Uh, eventually be like end up being a better go-to guy than rg is you know and he, he didn't say that that that's who it was going to happen he was just saying what if that would happen you know and everybody okay. kind of went nuts so what, what, do you, what do you think about that um everything um i think thank you for the super chat by the way i think that like that's all like i think what people are seeing when they say that is just the freak athlete that Obi Toppin is, right? And they're comparing the athlete that RJ Barrett is not. So Obi Toppin brings a lot of, you know, exciting things to the game with his ability to get up the floor really quickly and jump out the gym. But those little small ancillary things that make him would make him a complete basketball player, he doesn't have yet. Right. He he doesn't have the like Obi Toppin is still amazed that he's in the NBA. Right. Like you can see it. He's still happy. He doesn't necessarily have that killer instinct. You know, he's still smiling. And, you know, and, and I hate that that's that's the judgment call that we're making. But we're waiting to see some. I mean, I just, he played, he had a, you know, I'm not making that. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree with you with that, but go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah, he, 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 what he dropped, 42 today, 48 today? Like, I think R.J. Barrett already has that. R.J. Barrett already has the, you know, the better formal shooting. He already is. You've seen, it, you've seen it in major minutes. This is the first time we've seen OB in major minutes, so you can't make that assumption that you have. You can't make that assumption because he's been playing 17 minutes per game. So you can't make that. Assumption. No, no, I, I, I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying that he's. I'm not saying that he's not. Mm-hmm. But I think that the comparison that every and and that's the problem with making that comparison is that it's not. It's not concrete enough. We have. They haven't been put in the same exact positions. You know what I'm saying? Like you. you it. It would. You would be lying to the world with with not having enough evidence to prove so. You know, or to even like to, the I thinks like I don't I don't really do the the I thinks that well. Like, not, wait, hold on, it's not enough. Well, you evidence. said it's what if, well, not I think. It's not enough evidence of Obi. He's past seventeen games. Like, that that he's gonna be better than R.J. Barrett? No, I don't. No, think no, so. no, not better than R.J. Barrett. I'm talking about just being a productive starter moving forward. Oh yeah, I think he will be a productive starter. Absolutely, not, absolutely. Not the RJ remember, remember, state in the beginning of the season. You know, I, I said, you know, that I thought that Obi Toppin was the most important player on this team, given what he's needed to do coming off the bench with, with you know, maintaining the points. That's that's what I that's what I hoped for. Right. And it shows towards the end of the season after Julius Randle goes goes down, quote unquote, goes down um, that that we should have been putting Obi Toppin in those positions a long time ago. But, you know, the comparison of, you know, Julius Rand, I mean, excuse me, the comparison that he is going to be a better option maybe than, than R.J. Barrett is just I don't want to make that comparison because I have I don't have enough 
a big enough sample size to say that that's legitimate or not. Well, efficiency wise, you know, RJ's not that efficient as a scorer, you know. So, but I mean, I, I like you know RJ being a facilitator. I think I think everybody agrees that he's good facilitating the ball, being being that leader in the offense. But um, if you have a facilitator, who are you passing to, you know? So Obi Toppin's going to be the guy that you're going to be looking for as a as a facilitator. So Obi Toppin's going to be going to have more potential to get the ball going towards the basket. So you got quickly looking for him, and you're going to have RJ looking for him too. So Obi Obi Toppin's potential to be that um that that finisher, you know, that closer, you know, as far as not not closer. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm talking about finisher, being that mailman guy to 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 score more. I think I think as a go-to guy, I think I think he has a point there as with with the what if um thing. I think he has a point. Question. When I look at RJ Barrett, and you said playmaker, right? At Duke, he had a generation of talent next to him and Zion Williamson. And I always felt like RJ Barrett was a guy that I don't think he cares about taking the most shots on the team. I think he cares about winning. <laughs> so, hey, if RJ's facilitating, I don't think he will scoff at Obi Top and taking more shots. I just think RJ Barrett is the more refined player. Maybe they right. can play over each other. Um, if you graduate Obi Top into the starting five next season, it's no way you don't graduate Emmanuel quickly into the starting five next season. So it's a it's a way and see, man. It, it's it's so much ifs. There's so many ifs right now. So and and not for nothing, I would like I would like to see something like that, you know. Um, you know, I, I, w- I would love to see something like that. That the, the hometown kids, you know, they, they the, the hometown kids run amok and, and, and do what we what we perceive them to do. But right now, you know, I think Obi, you know, he he maybe these last fifteen games he's proven himself. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe. I don't know. No, Pudge, nice man. He gotta stop them. Yo, there's no way in hell. I don't know what multiverse. I don't know what multiverse you want, bro. But there's no way in hell um, Obi Toppin will play small forward at, at any at any time. Like <laughs> at any moment, I want him playing small forward. Nah. <laughs> nah. I mean, but but he showed the ability to to um to at least function there if you want to play nah. a bigger lineup. He ain't nah. showed no ability to function there, bro. <laughs> I mean, look at the three point shots, though. The, the, uh, what makes what makes that work is his, his ability to shoot that three. And if he's shooting the three the way he's shooting it now, I think um you know uh, one of them put it up. They said it was like seventeen. He was like seventeen for forty something or whatever it is. Mm. I mean, that's pretty good, man. It is, but <clears throat> so I mean, at, at times, you know, I mean, listen, in a basketball game, you got you got you got to you got to have options depending on who you're playing against. So I mean, you you could run uh, Julius. You know, you could run Obi and and then you could run Sims or Mitch if you keep Mitch. Sometimes I'm good. You, know, you could run it sometimes. 80s, bro. It's not the '80s, bro. <laughs> Come to 22. No, but it's not the '80s. But I mean, the '80s guys weren't shooting threes like that. That's that's how it makes. That's how it works in this offense. It's not like we're putting three post players in there. We t- we talking about Julius that doesn't want to post up. He wants to shoot threes too. Obi's shooting threes now. You know, so that's not the '80s. Nah, they would get ran off the court, bro. I'm sorry. Nah, bro. <laughs> Listen, we're not talking about 48 minutes. We're talking about within the 48 minutes sometimes. Just, I, nah, I'm good. I'm good. It doesn't even say I'm good, bro. <laughs> Yo, here's my question, Eru. Would you put Larry J- Larry Nance Jr. at the three? 
I mean, that's a different player. That's a totally different player. <laughs> nah, they're they're. Larry Nash Jr. can't can um, run the three. So I mean, that's that's not a good example. Yeah, I don't, I don't think. Obi Toppin is beating everybody down the court on the other end. So I mean, it it could work if you want to play a big lineup. If you want to put a bigger lineup out there, there's still can shoot my threes. Issue, my issue with him though is the defensive end laterally. The, the but listen, it, it depends. I mean, because uh, look, um, um, Brooklyn the other night they played Durant. You know, they had um that that Brown kid, Mike Brown, whatever his name is. They had freaking Seth, and they had um what's the other dude, Captain Kangaroo? I keep forgetting Patty his name. Mills. Patty, they had Patty Mills. You know, and um, you know, they, they basically had three point guards, Kevin Durant, and freaking Mike uh, Mike um, Brown, whatever his name is, uh, on the court. So I mean, you, you can't start a game like that, but sometimes you could put a, a lineup in there, and it's gonna um. Be able to work sometimes, maybe two, three minutes. I'm not talking about for to start them, or I'm not talking about to play that, that that group for 48 minutes. You know, you're talking about for a two minute run or something like that. If you need to, you can go to it. If, if Nick Nurse was my coach, I think he'd try it, but we don't have the center for it. That's that's like a three power. Nah, because none of them really protect the rim. And I know Obi stats. It shows Obi stats. I mean, listen, I I made the point earlier too. What does protecting the rim got to do with um making defensive stop? Like I mean, defensive stops don't end with a block; they end with a rebound. So, do you want Obi Toppin guarding the perimeter and switching and 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 handling pick and roll switches with Julius Randle? That's what you're talking. About? No, well, if if you if you're talking about from a losing um um man, uh, from a losing point, you're talking about oh um we're gonna we're gonna do this to lose. We like uh, I, I want him out there guarding on um, point guards. That's not what that's not what it is. But like, they gonna put Obi and Randle in pick and rolls. In the perimeter, and they if, if if that's what you say, if that's what you say, I'm I'm saying like let's say if we play Philly, right? If we play in Philly and you got Embiid down there, you throw an extra big down there, and you know just to just to bully Embiid in there for a little while, you know, to to, to try to combat that. Listen, and then, then you still uh, can still get the three point um um shooting from the two guys, you know. So I, 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 why why can't we look at it as a standpoint that we get that we got two guys that can shoot threes and we're gonna be we still be able to dominate and score on the uh, on the other team? Why can't we look at it that way? Why we gotta look look at it like oh if we play these guys we're gonna get fucked on our ass for like forty eight minutes? You know that's Here's not that's why. not the way we're looking at it. Why Here's we gotta why. look at it like yo we're gonna get fucked? That's Here's that's why. why we gotta look at it like that every every for everything. Here's here's why, because. No one has seen what because we've seen what Tom Thibodeau's offense is. Don't you fucking sit here and act like you don't know what Tom <laughs> Thibodeau's offense looks like. Thank if, you. If you're gonna, if you're gonna sit here and tell me that all of a sudden we're gonna turn into this incredibly <laughs> crazy three-point shooting team, even though we tried it this year, right? If you're gonna tell me that Obi Toppin is gonna be the guy on the wing. That's gonna help lead you to that. While Julius Randle was on the floor, you're out of your goddamn mind, and I'm not gonna let you sit here and embarrass yourself <laughs> like, like that, you, bro. Yeah, you but, kill me. Listen, listen. Obi Top. All I know is that Obi Toppin is beating everybody down court, or whatever. So if you if you want to take advantage and make and make a small guy have to chase um, Obi Toppin and Obi Toppin dominate him in that way, then then um then let's look at it that way. Listen, if, if, if you want to talk you? about these guys getting exploited on pick and roll and stuff like that, then you automatically look at it from a standpoint. Listen, I'm just gonna bend over and get fucked. That's what that's yes. that's what you're looking at yes. at a standpoint like that. Why can't we look at it as a standpoint as we're gonna turn around and we're gonna be the ones fucking them? Why you're can't we look at it at that from that magical. from that perspective? You're saying something innovative. You're saying something that's magical. You know, a good offense, a, a good offensive <laughs> tactician would right. say. Our coach, Die Hard, tells me he's not doing that. 
That's why I can't agree with that, and that's why I'm disagreeing with you tonight. I am I sorry. You, I got you. I got you. <laughs> it, I would it makes... play, I, I, real quick, Evergreen. Real quick, I'd have played Obi at the end five this season. I'd have played Obi at the Randall at the but, five. But listen, I, I can say if we play Obi at the four. five, we're gonna get we're gonna get gang raped every single night. Not not to keep mentioning um getting um you know you know mutilated. You know, you know. How do you think I felt about Randall at the five? When I heard y'all well, Obi topping at the five is not going to work either, though. You think Obi topping at the five is going to work? It'll work better than Randall, who's more athletic. So if we play Philly, we we gonna we gonna um start um Obi at the five, or we gonna play Obi at the five sometimes yeah. to guard MB? Come on, man! If the ocean wasn't deep, I'd be swimming. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean, though? <laughs> what does that mean? That's that's my that's my point. <laughs> you know damn well Obi gonna be at the five at MB, bro. But listen, but I'm saying you you're saying that Obi Top is gonna get killed and pick a roll in this that and the other, but but that's all there's no other argument. He's gonna get killed and pick a roll if you persuade a small forward. But then but if you got him at, at, at playing at the center, but no, if he plays all um Embiid, you think he's gonna play against Embiid? But you got him starting at the at the center, right? Don't you wanna play him small ball center? You well, hold on, you shoot him. Hold on, hold on, real quick. Obi, Reddish, Randall. That's what I said. That's what the front court I said. You learned Obi. Radish, Randall. I didn't give you no position. I didn't give you center. Who's the center? Who's the power forward? Just Obi, Radish, Randall. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. <laughs> Can I just do it for the narrative? <laughs> like, listen, and and I think I think it's a little it's a little disingenuous to like only pick like for like. But the bottom line is, bro, Obi Toppin's a power forward. He was a center when he was dominating everybody in Dayton. He comes to the league. He's a power forward. Period. He's he's he doesn't have those that the skill set yet. We haven't seen enough of it for us to like. You know, when you say Obi Toppin at the three, you know what that sounds like to me. That sounds like. When David Fisdale put Kevin Knox at the two, y'all remember that? Ooh. Do y'all remember when that happened? Oh, well, I remember that. Why? Game. Why are you bringing up old shit, man? <laughs> uh, so, but that's 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 what I get flashbacks of, like plays yeah, being out of position. Yeah, but Obi Toppin at the five. You know what that reminds me of? It doesn't remind me of nothing. Because that is not a good idea. That's just not a good idea. I don't, listen, I don't agree with Obi Toppin at the five either. I mm-hmm. I agree with. I, I like the idea of the front court, which is why I said it doesn't work that way to state. I like but, the idea of the front court being Cam Reddish, Obi T- Cam Reddish at the three, Tom, uh, um, Obi Toppin at the four, and Julius Randle at the five. I, yeah, I like that idea on an offensive standpoint and even on a quote-unquote rebounding standpoint because we know Julius Randle can still get it done. At least, at least if he's not going to play any defense, he can at least – you know, box out a player and, and, and jump higher than everybody else and grab decent rebounds, that's there, yeah. right? But do I want to see that on a night-in and night-out basis? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Which is why I would go so far as to say that our biggest issue right now is not the point guard position. Our biggest issue is the center position right now. With what we've seen from from Emmanuel quickly over the last twenty games or so, 
and what we could expect from an off-the-bench point guard in Deuce McBride or even an off-the-bench point guard in Derrick Rose, who I would love to see healthy, but we just ask him for too much. I don't think we have a point guard problem. You know, in football, they say if you got three fo- if you got three quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, yeah. right? I think the same thing, the same thing is plausible with basketball, right? So if we get another point guard in here, four point guards, then we really have no point guard. So let's hunker down on the two that we have, use Derrick Rose and his fourteen million as the the mentor on the floor, off the floor to what those two guys could really need and use Tom and use Taj Gibson as the mentor for the big men and get you either you bring back Mitchell Robinson or you let him walk and you jump in that draft. Right. I but, think the center position is what we need. If we're going to run it back, the center position is what we need to solidify. But, you know, like, like I gotta, I gotta stop you because you, you, you um, we, me and you were, were arguing for like two, three hours about Mitchell Robinson, man. And, and now you're yeah. going to say that, that the center position is is a position that we need. You don't find that suspicious? No, <laughs> nah, nah, Evergreen. You don't find that suspicious? <laughs> Yo, Evergreen, word to be a diehard guy to a testy argument over Mitch, bro. Like, like two, three weeks ago, it, it was testy on here for like two. Hours. It was like an listen, hour. listen. I'm only saying that. I'm only saying that. I, I want to keep Mitchell Robinson, mm-hmm. right? But it's up in the air with him, right? It's like there's there's no solid decision being made. I want to keep the boy. But the reality of the situation is it's looking real dicey for him. And we got to solidify that position. Do you really want to start uh, 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 Jericho Sims and have Taj Gibson coming off the bench? Because he's healthy as an ox right now. He's old. He's an old ox. But he's healthy. <laughs> Do you want to have Taj Gibson coming off the bench for 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 Jericho Sims? Like, well, well, you need you gotta put you gotta give Obi Toppin thirty plus minutes next year. So the first big man off the bench gotta be Obi. You know, so if Sims is gonna start, you you you, know, you bring Obi in, you slide Julius to the five, and then there you go, and then you just don't take Obi out the game for the rest of the game. <laughs> now, now here's the thing. Do you think that's going to happen under the current coach that we have? No. No. So, there we go. So stop so, being so logical. Now, so you're 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 pipe dreaming, bro. <laughs> Come and back that's to earth. The problem. Yes. Right? So stop whatever whatever oh whatever spaceship you got beamed up on that told you that in this new multiverse that Tom Thibodeau evenly distributes minutes. Stop it, bro. Stop. Get, get. Listen, almighty, <laughs> I told y'all this guy, man. This fucking guy, man. Yo, word to, I don't know what I'm going to think about this. I don't know how I'm going to feel about this team, honestly, if they bring back Randall and Tibbs next season, yo. I really don't know how I'm going to feel about them. Because Clyde, he tried to sell Wolf tickets tonight, Evergreen. He tried to sell. Oh, he was making excuses for everybody. Randall, he was making excuses for Tim. They had Leon Rose talking like, oh, Tim, he did a great job this season. Tim did a great job this season? Fuck you, Leon Rose. (laughs) Fuck you, bro. 
Lindy Tibbs did a great job. I'm not a company man. I'm in my company now. Fuck you. Man. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's state, crazy. state. I think your expectations are too, um, are too high, bro. Like you made the fourth seed. No, listen to me. Listen to me. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that. What the hell do you think Leon Rose is gonna say for his hire, bro? Do you think he's gonna come out with a guy that he hired and say, "Yo, this motherfucker Tom Thibodeau"? You think he's gonna say that? I don't want to hear about good job. I want to hear about well, he underachieved this year, and and we'll give. I don't want to hear about. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think one of his first coaching clients that he hired? Do you think he's gonna tell up? He's gonna tell the world that he underachieved. What do you like? Would you would you tell the world that a person that you hired sucks? I know, Evergreen. You telling me the truth, but damn, let me live in my whole damn reality, man. Damn. <laughs> like if you if you if we're gonna live in reality, we we gotta live in reality together, bro. I'm not just gonna be, I can't, I can't. Gonna, you, you know be angry at Eru for the crazy shit he's saying. Like I gotta <laughs> I gotta you gotta spread this all across the board, bro. Like you 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 we know. Listen, this is what you do. This is this is how you live with yourself, and and deal with this. Just know that you watch the entire season this year. So regardless of what comes out of these people's mouths. If it doesn't have anything to do with the progress for next season, then you dismiss it because you saw it and you're not a psycho. You're not crazy. We all watch this season. We all know that they're lying. So there's no reason to take anything that they say seriously at this point. Unless they're talking about the next season, don't take what they say as gospel. Because if not, you're going to be mad and you're going to say what you just said now. Which is let let you know? Can I live? Yeah, you no, know what makes me laugh, live, man. Bro. From what you're saying, I'm looking at Mike Breen's face. Mike Breen's face says it all. Because Liam Rose is talking, <laughs> and Mike Breen is looking at him like, like, are you are you fucking serious? Like, you know, you, you want to play? You want me to play it? Yeah, play it, man. Play it. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can hear it though. Let me know if you can hear it. You know, look. Julius is a passionate you you know, okay. player. He's a person who, um, I mean, last year everything went right. Obviously, this year things didn't go right. But, you know, he still wound up one of three players to average 20 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. You know, one of three players in the entire NBA. Um, you know, I think that uh, the, the, the things that happen on the court, you know, you saw some emotion coming out you saw some things happening and i think that you know it affected his play at times um and i think that uh you know he felt remorseful for some of those things as he expressed you know to the to the fans in his letter that, that he sent to them but um he you know kept working and, and worked through it right up until you know the end of the season you know i think that it was just not being comfortable at times. I mean, it was just not being comfortable. He, he gave it his best effort, um, you know, and he, you know, just the, the three-point shot didn't go as like it did last year. I think teams keyed on him more this year. Uh, and he had, you know, make some adjustments and um, carried a big burden. Yeah, shut, him you know, shut him off. Shut him off. I've been wanting to shut him off. I, I didn't realize it was that long. That, that shut him off. 
Shut, I, I heard an, an, a fuck enough. Shut him, shut him off. Get get that off. Please get it off. <laughs> get it off the screen. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what is he talk? What is he talking about? What is he talking about? What, what the fuck is that? Yo, the, yo, the Knicks don't never get their own head out their own butt. Yo, they. I'm, oh my god. Now you see. Now listen. Listen. To, to to everybody watching the podcast, you see how State just got upset? It's because he's putting too much stock into a lie. Don't do what State did, okay? Brother, so, brother. Wait, hold on, Evergreen. Evergreen. In the past three years, that black man, Steve Mills, <laughs> left these ninjas... $74 million in cap space and R.J. Barrett. And the best, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle. I'm going to count Julius Randle. And the best fucking thing that you got for me in three fucking years is an 11th seed. And I don't count the fourth seed from last season. Last season was fake. It's the best you got? Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting weapons. Uh... <laughs> That's Leon Rose right there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best you got. Evan Fournier for 78 million. That's the best you got. Julius re-signing Julius Randle. That's the best you got. You did Nerlens for three years. That's what these dudes give you, and they give you confidence going into this offseason. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know how dejected I would be if they bring that. I, I don't know what I'm gonna say, bro. I, I don't know, bro. I, I don't know. Imagine if we had got the one pick. And we drafted Paulo Banchero. <laughs> and Tim said, no, nah, we're going to keep Julius. <laughs> you know, you know, not for nothing. I liked it a lot better. I would have, I would have appreciated it a lot better if Leon Rose still stayed quiet. Yes, <laughs> that ass though, because he made it worse. He because really like, listen, I was, I was so happy when it was like, wow, you know, we don't have Steve Mills coming out here and shitting all over our coach, right? We don't have them taking over press conferences after 10, 20 games. I love the idea of the mystery of the of the unknown. Right, which is what gave me so much confidence in the front office once they took over. I would have much rather him not say anything. And for the same reason that I don't want him to say anything is the same reason why I'm not going to get upset with him. I'm sorry. I'm laughing because I'm looking at stuff off off the side here that I would have put in the thing, but it's it's too problematic. I can't I can't put, I can't put that on here. I was going to put something on here for a joke. But I think it's too. I would have went too far. <laughs> well, shit, you already said it now. You might as well do it. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah, I, I think I, I would have gone too far if I posted oh, that. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this guy. So look, th- let me show you how I'm enjoying my day, my evening. After <laughs> I'm eating cake. Be right? careful, man. I'm not getting ready to be all upset and angry at <laughs> at, at a lie, right? Like. If if you get mad at a lie, then it must be the truth. 
It's well, it's not yellow cake, right? What, what color is your cake? It's pink. It's strawberry. Strawberry. Okay, it was yellow, but like, don't drop it. Don't drop that cake. Don't <laughs> drop that cake. Oh, I dropped my phone. My screen. My screen came off my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like my screen, like I had to push the phone screen. And that's crazy. Nah, um, man, nah, parachute, right? But at the same time, I just want to, uh, I'm going to keep showing my frustration with this team. I'm going to continue to be loud. Um, I feel like I feel like the the fans actually has to say so because listening to the commentary tonight. And hearing Mike Green and them constantly talk about tankers, constantly talking about meaningless games, constantly like they but like taking all the Twitter lingo and literally said it all in the commentary today. So I know they're watching, and I know they're on Twitter, and I know they're seeing videos. So, so I just want to clarify for Jarrell, mm-hmm. Jarrell, I was always one for keeping Leon Rose quiet. I was. I, I like the mystery. I like the silence. I made multiple videos talking about keeping them quiet and don't telling everybody because it, because it puts us in a frenzy, right? But now what we've discovered is you're when Nick fans is you're damned if you do say something and you're damned if you don't say something. So I'd rather say nothing. I, um, well, I am Jarrell. I totally, uh, I'm a culprit here because I wanted Leon Rose to talk. I absolutely wanted him to talk. I swear to God. I said, yo, this guy, I see Rikers across the river more than I see Leon Rose. So I said, yo, can I see Leon Rose talk? Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting <laughs> And it's funny, the first time that he talks in about five, six months, I wanted him to absolutely shut the fuck up within one minute of him talking. So, so it's amazing, like being a New Yorker and a Knicks fan. Like it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. It's like the people in the chat, and I'm reading Tyrese Halliburton after Obi Toppin scored 42 points. I don't need to read about Halliburton. What the Knicks should have did originally was trade Julius Randle when you draft Obi Toppin. That's what a good franchise does that's what golden state did with d'angelo russell they traded him while his value was high they got Kaminga for it on a four-year scale rookie deal i love Obi Toppin. i don't care about him replacing julius Randle's numbers that's not what he's here for he's here to make an impact on winning i don't really care about overtime's numbers tyrese halliburton and all that other stuff well, you know, well, Evergreen, have you have you looked at the um draft yet, Evergreen? I haven't touched it. Don't even ask me, Eru. Don't ask me, bro. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to ask. I, I don't even want to talk about it because I mean, you know, we we were talking about it, the, um, you know, the other night and stuff. With a, we, these are the top picks or whatever. But I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not ready for. It. I, I don't want to bring another young guy in here. I feel like we got too many young guys. I feel like we need to like. We need to figure it out. Like we already mentioned, like there's like five five guys. We need to figure out what we're gonna do with them. Uh, you know, we, we, we're talking about getting rid of guys to to um you know take you know Tom Thibodeau out of his own misery. You know to like to like police him. You know, I mean we're in a bad spot, man. Like, I I don't know what to do. It, it looks like the front office is not gonna fire anybody. Not trading um Julius. They're not gonna fire Tom. So so what do we have to look forward to this summer entering next season? Dude, package, package, players, and picks. 
that's it, bro. Like, I, this isn't hard. Like, again, when you're looking at the, the way this this cap is, is set up this season, package players and picks. Package players and picks. Get back somebody that's on a three-year deal, three-year contract. Package players and picks. Well, who do we do? Who do we package to go? Who do we send out? Who are we looking to send out? We, we, we know this already, bro. You, if you're not packaging Julius Randle, then you have to move Alec Burks. You have to move, you have to move, um, you know, uh, 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 Nerns Noel. And, you know, I, as bad as it sounds, you know, Taj Gibson can go. If he's not going to go, then I would say, yo, please retire and come on a coaching staff. We'll give you the same amount of money, right? Like right. retire Nick, clear up that space. That those are the three gluts right there, unfortunately, that are taking up space right now. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm cool with keeping Evan Fournier, right? And I'm cool with keeping Derrick Rose. But anybody that's older than them has to go, or or you know any anybody that's older than the age of 25, 26 years old has to go. So you're talking about Alec Burke, known as the well, and Kevin Walker. I think Kevin Walker's out of here. That that's a foregone conclusion, right? Yeah, yeah. And then those three. Know, I mean, Kevin Walker's gone. You know, he's just gone off the cuff. There's no. That's eight million that we're getting back. Yeah. You know, I'm so still. I'm just confused at Derrick Rose and Alec Burks and Evan Fournier. We don't need no. We don't need either player. We don't need none of those guys. Listen, if you if you move on from Derrick Rose, which is which is fine. Like I'm keeping Derrick Rose that. before I keep Evan Fournier and the rest of those vets. The rest of those vets can go before Derrick Rose can go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. De- Derrick Rose, um, Derrick Rose can stay, and Evan Fournier can stay for me, right? Because I still think that you know, Grimes, like. I would much rather have Evan Fournier off the bench. And I think he can do a lot better off the bench than what he can with starter minutes playing alongside RJ Barrett. So I, I, you know, I think Evan Fournier is, is, is valuable in that respect. And I would much rather shorten up Quentin Grimes's minutes as opposed to, you know, giving him off the bench big minutes I, I think Evan I think that value of Evan Fournier is not necessarily leadership, but just his his skill set and him being a veteran, it, it, it's it's value. So those are the three that I'm getting rid of right off the bat. I mean, Kemba Walker's already gonna really be gone. But those are the three that I'm getting rid of, and I'm getting rid of them and getting rid of a bunch of picks in a process. Right. Do you, do you think we can get anything from Nerlens right now? Like, do you think we can get a, at least a second round for him? A second rounder? Yeah, for Nerlens at least. I, I would get a second rounder like two years from now, two or three years from now. If we can get a late second rounder, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'm with it too, man. I feel like Alex Burke can't be back here because if he is, then he's gonna be the starting point guard next year. So oh. Alex Burke's gotta go just for GP. Then Nerland's <laughs> gotta go. Yo, nothing, nothing. Nerland's Noel's hair looks fantastic. Did you did you see him on, on the side, you know, hugging up um Obi Toppin? His hair looked fantastic, man. You know, I, I, his hair's never looked never looked that healthy. Dude, you can get second round picks for all three of those guys. 
Yeah. I got, I've gotten to the point where I've I've phased Nerlens Noel out of my on TV screen whenever I, he when he's on the TV like it's fizzled so I can't see him. Sorry. You think this works? Trade, Trade him to Philly. For who? That's a good question. <laughs> good question. Trade mm-hmm. Noel to Philly, Pudge Nice for who? Yo, we got some trolls in the chat tonight. Well, they just saying some stuff. I don't even need to click on it because I'm not putting that up there. <laughs> people, people gotta understand that Philly is like Philly, like Philly is capped up right now. They are. So, see, this is this is the this is the most wonderful time of the year because you get to see who's really paying attention. Philly is capped up. If you have those three players, though, if you want to get rid of those three players and picks, you're going to have to include a third team right away. Or or a team that has a large trade, trade exemption like Boston, like Orlando Magic, and a few set other teams, but I can't get them off the top of my head. Well, are they, are they trading that exemption to get Nernos as well? <laughs> That's the point. They'll trade and trade to get Randy, though. <laughs> but you got to give them. You got to give them more, and that's why you know the gluttony, the gluttony of picks that we have. You know, you have you have to get rid of him with picks, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. If that means freeing up a spot, if you can get rid of those three and bring back two players, or bring back one player. And somebody to draft, you know, bring back a center in a draft. I'm, I'm doing that. And the only reason I say bring back a center is under the the the, the idea that Mitchell Robinson's gone. I think he should be gone, man. I, I'm I'm done with Mitchell Robinson. <laughs> I'm done with him, man. You know, I rather I rather play, huh? We are starting center. No, he's not. <laughs> you know, actually, so who you're starting center? But I mean, you know, I already told you, I, I rather, I rather run with Jericho Sims and and play Obi Toppin the thirty plus minutes they deserve. And and if you're gonna keep Julius, then just leave it like that, and then have Taz Gibson be to be the um the third string. That's uh, crazy, bro. That is or blasphemous, draft the center. bro. That's crazy. That is bro. blasphemous. <laughs> but what does Mitchell Robinson do? Is Mitchell Robinson get, w- helping us win games? The only thing that we're helping by signing Julius Randle, I mean, by by signing Mitch Robinson, is Mitch Robinson. Yeah, wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Has anybody helped us win games this season? If you no. want to use that narrative for Mitch, I know, I but use that for Obi. We I know, but why? Why are we going to reward Mitch Robinson for for um playing bad for not really um helping us win anything? Why we had to reward Julius Randle after last season? Because he was an MVP candidate, but, and he was an All Star, second team All NBA. Excuse me, and then you paid Nerlens before you paid somebody that's in your crib. Nerlens Noel, not for nothing. That he he um gave his life for us, like Jesus Christ last year, because Mitch Robinson, the starting center, was hurt. Don't do that. Nerlens Noel earned that contract. Y'all got the eleven seed, and we we also underpaid um Nerlens Noel too, not for nothing, because he came, he he signed, he could have signed um for for a bigger deal, but he went to the Knicks for five million. So we kind of like did him a solid. By giving him a little couple extra million because he made up for the five million that we gave him the first year. That's cap. What team was that? I know that it, 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 that, that's what they say. I'm just I, all I can do is say what they say. 
Who is they? I don't know who they is. Who they is? I don't know who they is. I don't know them. The Knicks always put out another team wanted to pay said player this said number higher than this. No, but Nerland said that. Nerland said that. He's capping. He's cat. No <laughs> other team with his production at the time would have paid him that said bread, bro. He is capping. Yeah, but yo, Nerland's well played really good last year though for us. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I know what the I know what, I know what Eru was talking about. Eru was talking about when um he was supposed to take that large contract from uh Mavericks. from Oklahoma City. That was the Mavericks. The Mavericks is that what it was? The Mavericks. It was when he was on Mavericks Oklahoma World. City and he was getting ready to leave. Um, he was supposed to take that large contract, but he opted out of it so that he can try to get more money. And he shot himself in the foot, and he ended up, you know, what was it? He went to Philly, right, and was playing in Philly for half the salary on a two-year deal, and then he signed with us. So that that's what that's in reference to. Um, but Nerlens will play good though. He, he you can't you can't right. deny that he would play good so, last so year. For us. We can't like he, this. This is what we're not going to do. Okay, we're not going to undermine what Nerlens Noel did last season and say that it wasn't contract worthy because it certainly was. Because if he was healthy this season, even if he did half of what he 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 put out last season. He would still be he he would have still earned that money, right? Like you earn you don't earn your contract based off of what you're doing on that current year. You earn your contract off of the potential based off of what you did from last season. So why or the did season the Knicks, before? Why did the Knicks pay these said players off of one said season, knowing these guys in their careers have never had consistent consecutive seasons? That's my problem with the Knicks. Nah, none of them all did. None of them was was playing very well, bro. Under OKC, bro. With Chris Paul, bro. Consecutive seasons of. Yeah, but, but Chris, but listen, Nerlens Noel is not known to 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 um play offense. We're talking about what he's paid to do. He's paid to um rebound, defend, and do what he does. So doing what he does, he he did play well. He did play well doing what he does. And um CP three is not going to pass the ball to make. Make um, Nerlens rebound or make him play defense. Him getting a, a getting the ball from CP3 is not going to get him a block. You get what I'm saying? Right. I guess I don't take no. So, so yeah. So Nerlens Noel, none, who didn't deserve his contract, Taj Gibson certainly didn't <laughs> deserve that money. <laughs> Yo, Mike Johnson keeps saying, "Tell him state, tell him state." The whole podcast he was saying that shit. Like, guys are funny, man. But, Ta- uh, Taj yeah. Gibson certainly didn't do much to deserve that contract, you know. And not only did Taj Gibson get get a contract, but he also got a raise magically, and he revamped his contract. So he, because he went from he went from what he went from nine million to thirteen million, right? Mm-hmm. He he got a he got a significant raise for absolutely nothing. So, you know. Like, let's not undermine what Nerlens Noel did last year. Did he earn his contract this year? Meaning, did he did he play enough for us to justify that we just lost nine million dollars on a player, or that we invested nine million dollars in a player for him to sit on the bench all season? No, because of freak accidents. I'm sure if he was healthy, he would have played. 
and Jericho Sims, we would have never known who Jericho Sims was. Sad. Never known. Sad. So who had the freak accident? No, I'm just talking about whatever the freak accident caused Nerlens Noel to sit on the bench all season. Uh -oh. Yeah. All right. If but, it wasn't for that, we would not know who Jericho Sims is. So look but, at that nine million dollars as a Jericho Sims investment for the future. Yeah. You know, like we and this is this is the strategy that people that pay attention to cap utilize. Right. You got to make some type of sacrifices in order for you to see what you have. Right. But at this point in time, now that we saw what we have and we're only paying, you know, uh, Jericho Sims, what, one point five million dollars at this point in time. You have to, you sell what you have. You risk nine million dollars. You move on from it. You move on from it now while it's going good because you got Jericho Sims for a while. And you know what you do? You draft another center. And you yeah, stash him. That's why you let Mitch go. Because Mitch, how much, no, how much games did Mitch, Mitch lose Mitch the last couple games? You don't I let would, Mitch go. Hold on, you hold don't on. Let Mitch hold go. on, real quick, real quick, real quick. I would jump off my hospital roof if the Knicks use this year's lottery pick on a, on the center. Stop play, stop playing with me, fellas. Stop coming, <laughs> come, come to me with something better than that. Come to me some something better than that. Are we, are we get, are we getting a lottery? pick? Yeah, are we getting a lottery pick? We're getting the top three pick this year, so I'm just manifesting that. If, okay. if, if we get the 12th pick, like we're supposed to, right? Um, oh, Jalen Duran is right there. <laughs> we might be able to get Jalen, Jalen Duran or Mark Williams. You draft a, another big what kill me now, bro. Just <laughs> shoot me. <laughs> so, who do we draft though? Because, um, this draft is really heavy in, in shooting guards. What position do we draft, State? What position? Don't say who, but what position? point guard but then so so knowing knowing what you know about what see this is why i say you got to live in a fucking reality state <laughs> knowing <laughs> knowing what you know that leon what leon rose just said what leon rose just said oh, it alluded God. to about running it back oh, about God. picking up the dice and rolling it again yeah You're how many point guards do we have on the roster bro we have five if you count Alec Burke, Alec Burks, Derek Rose, we got Kemba Walker <laughs> on the roster still. We got uh, Deuce McBride. We got Emmanuel Quickly. And yeah, we got Ryan. We got six. And we got Ryan. Um, what's the name? You know, whatever Archie, his name is. Archie Nakido. Yeah. Six point guards we got on the roster. So let's let's draft another guy. You know what that sounds like? Do you remember three years ago? What was it? Three years ago? Four years ago? When we had like 12 power forwards. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, but but my ideology is my ideology is who do, who do, who do you want me to pick at that spot? Jaden Hardy. We asking you know, bro. We're, I, I didn't ask who you want me to pick up. I asked what position, and you just I, told I, me. I don't know because I don't know who to pick between ten and fourteen. That sounds like purgatory. <laughs> that's where that's reality though. That's reality. See? I don't want to live in reality. Uh, right listen, now. I'm trying to help you, bro. Back. I'm trying to help you maintain your sanity. Oh, right God, before man. you get it, before you know it, you're gonna tie your 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 scrub hat is gonna be on too tight, and you're gonna lose your fucking mind, bro. <laughs> the what easiest the easiest position to fill right now, without anybody being in anyone's way, even if you did re-sign Mitchell Robinson, is drafting a center. Well, listen, they got Duran uh, um, being drafted at eleven, so I'm gonna delete him. 
So we we looking at at Ty Ty, right? So <laughs> from from Ty Ty and down, who would you draft out of these guys that are shown on the screen right now? Dyson Daniels. But Dyson Daniels is a shooting guard. So where the hell does he play? Now he's he's a um he's a con- he's a combo guard, and right now he he grew to six seven. Actually, I've been looking at. Oh, okay. So we already got one combo guard that's playing starter minutes right now. Let's get another combo guard. Is is your boy um, Tom Thibodeau going to play Dyson Daniels? No, he nope. We know this so, already. <laughs> so you just wasted a top a a a, a lottery pick, as you say, right? The mm-hmm. one we just wasted a lottery pick on a guy that Tom Thibodeau's not going to play. You know what that sounds like a lot? Mm-hmm. That sounds like Obi Toppins. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like the story of that sounds like the epic of Gilgamesh, the the, the story of Obi Toppin all over again. So is that what you want, State? I mean if that's what you want, then you do what you want. But I'm telling you now, I'm drafting a center, right? I'm drafting a center at this draft pick. Even if I do sign Obi Top I mean, even if I do sign Mitchell Robinson, I'm still drafting a center. And I'm moving. I'm doing. I'm going through hell and high water to move Nerlens Noel. And I would even go so far as to trying to, you know, drop that contract off. Well, no, you can't drop that contract off because it's a team option. He doesn't have Wait, a team hold on, hold on, on. next year. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything I can to get rid of him. Evergreen. Insanity. Thank you. Evergreen. Evergreen. No way in fucking hell Tibbs is going to play your lottery pick center while Taj Gibson still has a pulse and Mitchell Robinson has a pulse and Sims has a pulse. Bro, didn't I just say, didn't I just say move on from um, Taj Gibson's got to go. That's the definition of insanity for you (laughs) because you know he's not So, So what would be easier then? actually drafting a player or moving on from everybody that you're talking about because you're going to have to draft somebody right yeah that's questions for leon rose i mean we asking each other logical questions but i'm i'm hoping leon rose got a handle on that bro well then you're then you're not asking you're not having logical hope because you heard what leon rose just said yesterday i hear you that could be that could be gm speak Oh. <laughs> that's locker room talk. That's locker. That's the best I got. If you want me to be positive about it, shit. He could be lying too, man. But he was squirming way too much to be lying. Yeah, he yeah, like he was like he he, he was too confident in what he was saying. That's how I knew. Like, oh man. But I almost feel like those questions that he was being asked, like that the questions that like. The way he was stuttering was almost as if like Mike Breen wasn't supposed to ask him those questions. And you know how like when you ask somebody a question and like they don't quite answer it and they ramble on about something that you like you that that it has to do with the topic, but it's not yeah. specific enough. Yep. And you're like, but bro, but what about what I asked you? Like I almost <laughs> feel like like that's what happened. And you know, it's like when you tell when you tell your son, like, "Hey, son, did you wash your hands when you came in the house?" And he was like, 
Well, you see, what happened was I came in the house and I took my shoes off. And then I went over <laughs> into the playroom and you're like, all right, dude, but what the hell does that have to do with you washing your hands in the bathroom? And then it all goes down to, I forgot to do that. He just didn't want yeah. to say it, you know? And I felt like that's the way Leon Rose was answering those questions, you know? It's, it's, he's bringing up a bunch of bullshit, you know? Yeah. So. And he's got us looking crazy too. We just bugged out. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say or do. We, we're just like in purgatory right now. Like usually, we, we kind of would under, we kind of would have an idea what we what we're gonna do. You know, we kind of can look at it and say, okay, I think the Knicks gonna do this. You know, leading up into the season, we, we we know we needed an extra score. We needed a point guard. We, you know, we actually got those guys. It wasn't the right picks, but we actually got Walker, and it was something that we could talk about. You know, but now entering the draft, I don't know who we drafting. You know, entering the offseason, I, I don't they already said they're not they're not firing um Tom Thibodeau. Um Leon Rose said that he's not trading Julius Randle. So like I I just don't know what to do. What are we supposed <laughs> to do? What are we supposed to do for this summer? Yo, I I might have to take a, like a I might have to take like a mental break from all Nick everything. Like I might have to like listen, you know what I did, State? I did exactly the thing you said, and I feel great. What you, what you I feel to great. I want to feel great too. What happened? I took a, I took a I took a break. You gotta take a all Nick stuff. You didn't see me on. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You didn't you didn't see me on NBK. You didn't see me on your show. You didn't even you didn't even see me on on that uh um the 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 fantasy thing that we have. Yo. Like, Nah. <laughs> Yo, I'm the champion, by the way. Yeah, right, <laughs> on the MB on the MBK thing, I'm I'm a two years in a row freaking fantasy champion right here. This is the first championship. I'm waiting for my second trophy to come through. Oh, so God, I got two you, of these yeah. joints. So so now that you're the champion, oh, man. Do, Again. do you feel any less stressed than you did last year? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I won the All Star Game MVP, but we lost. So it's like, what's the point of that? Like, like yo, did, did you did you see the um the Lakers um thing that they have on Showtime? It's like a um like a TV show they're doing about the Lakers. It's all right. You talking about the um the Magic Johnson joint? Yeah, the Magic Johnson joint. So like yeah, um, they were talking cool. about um what's the logo? What's the what logo's name? What's his name? Jerry West. He yeah, was Jerry West. Asshole. Well, Jerry West won the MVP of the NBA Finals, but lost the um the championship. That's that's how I feel. <laughs> I got the MVP, but what the fuck did, did I actually win? You know, you know, but not not. I mean, not for nothing. I think MVP awards and Finals MVP award is a bias award anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But all right, that's that's it. Yeah. I'm gonna go soak. Yeah, because like you're messing with Iru, yo, yo, everything word too, yo. One night, yo, I was recording. <laughs> To like, to like eleven forty-five, bro. Listen, with Eru, it's it's fucking. I had to cut you off that night, man. It was like, yo, it was like bro. after twelve. It was, you still was bro. going crazy, bro. I ain't get home till like two thirty some in the morning, bro. <laughs> you know, it's so I've had a few streams like that with Eru. All of my streams that I had with him. Yeah, but like, that's all your fault, though. That's not my fault. <laughs> You know, on the other side, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like trying to stay in. And you guys are still talking about, wait a second, I got another, you know, if this is this is Evergreen. Evergreen's like, wait a second, I got, 
I got one more, one more stat to read you. You will give me a second. Chapter five, verse seven of, of the NBA collective bargaining agreement. I'm like, what the fuck? You gotta oh, understand God. this stuff, man. If you don't understand it, I gotta explain it to you, right? If you just read it on your own time, we can save us some time on the goddamn show. Oh man! Oh my God! Good job, man. So you put that screen up, bro. Though. And also, y'all, Evergreen, man, I appreciate you coming on, coming on the show too, man. I apologize for for earlier to you guys. Um, yeah, I'm happy to see you, man. Happy to see you, Mister Evergreen. Peace, yeah. peace, man. I'm yeah, here. Man. I'm here. Your man, pulled up like Batman. <laughs> I to- I told you I was gonna wait to the end of this, you know, after after the All Star break, and I saw that there was no, you know, trades being made, and I was like, all right, I'm I'm done. But listen, I, I don't see you in the man cave. Are you in the man cave? You know, it's, it's a little weird. You don't find nah, that nah. suspicious. <laughs> I'm a, I'm you don't find that, that uh... suspicious. Yo, Umar is crazy. <laughs> is that you don't find that suspicious? Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you on the road again? Nah, I'm in, I'm in my son room. You know, okay, just, okay. Just hanging out in here, and I'm about to get up and get in the bed, man. Had a rough. Oh, he said kids. Yeah. So. This guy state might have a kid coming, man. Oh shit! Are you serious? Yeah. He might. Dude, you procreated? <laughs> ah. <laughs> like Pokemon, bro. <laughs> did you did you at least um get a test? Get get someone get her to piss on something? Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. I I just told you, right. Trust me, right. Trust okay, me. Okay. Red velvet pancakes, bro. Red velvet pancakes with French fries. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> that's what she you're actually talking about. You talking about what she what she's like craving? <laughs> Eating red velvet fucking pancakes and French fries, bro. I thought that was the call for help. I thought that was a safe word. You were trying to give us a safe word. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Red velvet pancakes and French fries. That's the safe word and shit. Oh, what is the safe word and shit? Oh, my God. Yeah, man. I'm getting like a jelly and cheese sandwich. Catch us. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Play us, bro. Yeah. Um, you know, type in Dodd. Next, type in State of the New York Knicks. My guy, Evergreen G. Appreciate you, man. NBK, hey, Evergreen, man. shout out what you do, man. You've been doing TikTok too, man. man. You're freaking building a TikTok empire over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm on, I'm on TikTok. I talk a lot about uh, uh, history, um, law especially. I think I got like 30,000 followers on TikTok right now. Oh, you talk about history? Yeah, all the time. So Yo, got like thirty thousand followers on TikTok. You know what Yo, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's like it, I, it, you gotta understand. Initially, I, I my sole purpose for jumping on TikTok in the first place was to deal with music, but then I realized that people don't give a shit about music on TikTok. You know, and there was actually a different following. So the calling, my my calling on TikTok, I'm, I don't like to make it sound like that, but you know, my calling on TikTok is a lot bigger. And and you know you would think that the music doing music would be better, but it's not. It's better on Instagram, but Instagram is dying now. So, um, you know, I I spend most of not most of my I guess you can say most of my time uh, on TikTok talking and hanging out on TikTok. So, um, but yeah, TikTok is where I'm on at. I'm at right now. 
Um, so you can find me there. I don't talk about the Knicks on TikTok at all. And I think that's where I've been spending most of my time. And that's why I'm sane right now. And I'm not losing my mind like people in the state. Right? So. Yeah, I appreciate y'all, man. Let me get out of here, bro. I think security just came to get state just now. Hell no. I actually want to go home, messing with y'all. Yo, we go to Sella. <laughs> y'all keep me right, here. Peace state, man. Yeah. yeah, stay about to get cut off. You're going in the elevator. Oh, okay. All right, but yeah, you know, I'm still doing the music thing. I'm still producing music. That doesn't that doesn't stop. Which Iru, by the way, I'm gonna send you a uh I'm gonna send you some music to use for your intro to the show. Okay, sounds good. So um yeah. You're gonna you're gonna send me a a bill too? No, 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 no. This is this is <laughs> This is no, no. This is for so that's why I never asked, man, because because I, I got to get the the ones up up to 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 give you some bread. I don't, I, I kind of don't, don't like taking taking free stuff. You know no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. This is this is a free of charge thing. This is not. You I'm, don't I'm find that suspicious? Find that suspicious? <laughs> <laughs> that's something that we run. We just run that shit to death, man. That that find suspicious shit. No, nah, I'll, I'll 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 send you a record that you can use if you like it. Use it, Evergreen. I need an intro soon too. Oh, okay. I mean, if you got a if you got a show, you let me know. Yeah, right? that's that's the thing. Uh, Jarrell, me and Jarrell have been trying to do something for the longest time, man. So we're trying to figure that out. So I, I'll, I'll hit you up, man, because you know now if you now that you're back, if you want to do something, you know, here's the place. I have Nick's podcast. If you want to do it on here. Absolutely, and I love it here because I get to cuss, mm-hmm. um, and you guys get to hear the real me and not the uh, the very gotta be YouTube censored and all that shit. So yeah, we ain't get no money, so over here, so that that's the reason why you can curse all you want. As soon oh, as you start yeah. getting things, then you're gonna be like the company man that everybody else is. Just besides Sim, Sim's not a company man. Yeah, 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 he's not. He's not. Uh, he's not cussing either. He's like um. He's like uh uh you know the clean comedian, if you will. Bill Cosby. He's like Bill Cosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know he knows the in and outs of the game, but he plays. He he doesn't play the fence. He he's definitely on one side of it, and he's super clean. You know, so you got to appreciate that for what it is. But you yeah. know, yeah, I'll definitely um send you some music, and you let me know which one you're gonna use, so I can uh take it off on my uh my music list and something that's being used and we'll go from there all right cool no doubt man i appreciate it definitely man definitely appreciate that so i hope to see you again soon man you know on 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 here you know i know you can hit me up offline a lot but you know we we gotta we gotta chop up on some subjects soon man soon definitely i'll I'll be here let's 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 do something soon (laughs) okay man all right well have a good night man get some get some good sleep peace 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 man yeah, peace, fellas. This is your boy Iru, Dianix Podcast. Uh, decent, decent following today. The numbers dropped as soon as everybody else went online, so it's all good. Anyway, from time to time, we're gonna be doing these on um, these. Not even from time to time. The damn season's over. So anyway, the diehard hour is about nine thirty, nine o'clock, nine thirty. You're usually gonna see me and State on here, or me by myself, or maybe um Evergreen. You got Jarrell too. So this is like the little team um building here for for diehard next man. So we'll see what happens. See how how we can build this thing. And keep it um keep it pumping for the summer. So anyway, I see you guys soon. You know, Dianix podcast, four fingers to the forehead, tucking the thumb salute. That's what you do when you see a diehard. And bye, see you. <laughs>
I don't know why I think that's funny. 